We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. going on everybody welcome to the yahoo tournament show here on roto grinders solely baseball finally that basketball nonsense is over at least for the regular season so uh me and chris get to talk a little baseball today uh chris what's going on i'm hoping uh that this show can bring me some better luck with baseball right now uh it's been a grind for me so far to start the season i can't seem to get two pitchers through as a lot of people can't and uh every every two the ball's juice, man. Pitching doesn't matter. Running backs don't matter. Pitchers don't matter. It's all about the bats. Well, every 2v2 I decide on, and it's <laughs> up going the other way. So uh, we're going to change that here today. So Yeah, baseball, uh, I think, 
has the, even if you're really good at baseball, the ability to go on uh, severe downswings in baseball is certainly uh, a possibility with just all the variants in the sport projectable overall you think you know what's gonna happen it always seems like the opposite does uh, so don't worry about it chris i got faith in you my friend yeah it's been uh no i'm just waiting for stuff to normalize you know like for these pitchers the ball, to start you, pitching like the, the way balls, that we the ball's juiced it doesn't matter this is what i'm telling you yeah, <laughs> it's right. juiced back up to uh, two years ago it's it's where that's what we're looking at right now well what's uh why is everybody's velocity down uh, i don't know well they're not. I've got uh, Mr. Drew Pomerantz. Uh, look at this. I'm, yeah, there's, there's, that's like the one. Yeah, <laughs> I've got some Drew Pomerantz ready to talk about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, your, your boy Chris Sale not looking too hot out there in Boston, right? Uh, no. Um, I mean, Boston in general is not looking too hot. So we're going to have to talk about, about my other boy, uh, Erod, Eduardo Rodriguez, for this slate a little bit. Um, but yeah, the Boston's been uh, pretty terrible in general. There's been a lot of teams that have just been really struggling so far. Yeah, Boston has the World Series hangover for sure. Yeah, I mean, I have no, I have complete confidence in their bats' uh, ability to turn things around. I just, man, that pitching is rough right now. Um, Eovaldi was, I had Eovaldi last night. He was terrible. Um, I don't Quintana know. Go, well, Quintana Goat. Yeah, I, I, I was, I mean, it was like, who do you trust? I mean, I guess the Pirates are terrible, but I mean, and, and it was, but the Blue Jays are are terrible too. But man. Yeah, I chose wrong last night. We'll have uh, we'll have some fun today. I think it's going to be a fun show. First, uh, I've got some uh, suit stuff to get uh, talk about. First, first is the Sharp Side app. We're doing kind of like the streak on Sharp Side. Uh, so, Chris, I'm going to ask you this: There's like $500 worth of FanDuel credit. We're giving that away twice, and then at the end, which is like in a couple more weeks, whoever has the highest streak at that point in time gets a thousand dollars of FanDuel credit. So, I'm going to tell you right now: JoJo four nine one zero four eight, right? He's guessed 14 bets in a row correctly on sharp side. The next guy's at 12. If you're, if I'm sitting there at 14, what's your strategy? I, I'm just sitting on it until I'm about to get past, right? Like if you've built up a huge lead and kind of like the streak, I think I'm sitting on it, right? And waiting for other people to screw up or try to pass me. Ah, you got to be aggressive. Like the Jeopardy guy, just always go all Dude, in. That guy time. is crushing. That guy is like... <laughs> My girlfriend hates it because I'm like, this is giving gamblers a great name. Like, it finally, is. we have a good image. And this guy and I just, <laughs> I, I, she loves Jeopardy, and this guy's just crushing it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I, I missed the end of last night. He won again last night? Yeah, he by the final Jeopardy, he had it taken over. It was I love his bet sizing, too. Yeah. They were all tied going into double Jeopardy. Then he hit the daily double all in. Builds a massive lead and no one can catch him at final. Dude, I want to know who he he's playing. That's the sharp side. He is the sharpest of all the sharps. I want to know what he bets on. Yeah, but uh, yeah, if you want to try to get it on sharp side, uh, it's free. You can start now just because, hey, if you haven't done it, doesn't mean you can't start doing it. You can get our sharp side app from your app store. You make a bet, then you click the little lock button and it goes to your streak. The bets have to be minus 140 or better. So you can't take, hey, the Yankees, I think they're going to win today. You can't take the 220 favorite, but if it's minus 140 or better, you can lock that in. Uh, he's up to 14. The next is 12. The next is 10. Then it's a whole bunch of sixes after that. So I don't know. I think I'd sit actually if I got up to 14 on there and wait for somebody to pass me. That's 500 bucks. That's nothing, uh, nothing to sneeze at there. Um, the other thing is if for some reason you haven't uh, done your taxes yet, uh, I've done all mine. I use it, uh, whatever, the TurboTax or whatever. I got my hands on a lot of different things. Uh, but if you're worried about uh, your DFS implications, uh, DFS Accounting, they've partnered with Roto-Grinders. There's a thing in the forum. You can read about them. 
And if you need anybody to help you with your taxes or just simple questions, uh, feel free to contact them and they will be able to help you out with it. Uh, all right, let's jump into Yahoo for tonight. Uh, we've talked, we've been doing a lot of baseball show or basketball shows together. Um, so what do you, th- what do you think of the scoring changes overall on Yahoo this season? They, uh, they boosted hitters by, I think it was 17% was the quote I got from them. Uh, last year was all very pitcher heavy. How it, it's still pitcher I, heavy. I don't well, notice the score cha- changing at all. Yeah. Uh, so so, so I it's still, think it still comes down to your pitchers. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you're it's I think the strategy hasn't changed for me. I mean maybe that's why I'm losing so far, but uh, it still comes down to your pitching and your and then you plug in your value bats and try to make your best. You know there's so much variance in hitters in general anyway, but there's yeah. always good value bats and you just you got to nail your pitching. Yeah, good pitching performance on Yahoo could get you like I don't know 15 to 20 just for like a a decent performance. But like, what's a good hitter performance? One for three with like an RBI, right? And you hit a double, I get you like five or six or something like that. So the pitching definitely still reigns supreme on Yahoo. And with that, uh, Carlos Carrasco, uh, you know, we see some of the other studs priced in the 60s now on Yahoo, which I do like that. Um, But tonight, Carrasco at 52, he's got basically everything working for him tonight. He's got his road splits going for him. He's got a KC lineup. If I pull up plate IQ, that doesn't really look too hot. There's a lot of strikeouts in it. I know some of these guys have been uh, a little overachieving this year, but you pull up plate IQ. Even this year, there's some red on strikeouts. And if I uh, if I go back to 2018 and combine 2019, there's still plenty of red in the strikeouts here. He looks like the clear locked-in guy. Uh, I'm playing him on my cash team tonight. I would probably play him on most of my tournament teams. You can get him in there pretty easily and still stack pretty much whatever team you want tonight. Yeah, I mean, this is a – it's – it's, I mean, he's the clear number one pitcher tonight, right? So he's going to be the chalk. Everyone's going to play him. And um, then you, you go from there. It's kind of like interesting what, what SP2 is where it gets interesting. Now, obviously, Carrasco is never the safest guy. I mean, he, he – On the road he is. I know. I mean, it's – but, like, there is small potential for blow-up with him, you know, with any pitcher, really. But certainly with him at times. I mean, I've definitely felt some Carrasco tilt in my life before. But um, I, th- I do project the Royals to be more, a lot more strikeouts this season, um, and uh, he's a strikeout guy. It's a great ballpark. Um, the weather is per- perfectly fine. It's nice and nice and chilly there. There's no wind blowing out, so there's really, I mean, there's really nothing, nothing not to like about uh, Carrasco here. Yeah, uh, I like Carrasco. Very easy to fit on Yahoo today too. No matter the uh, the, the team you make today. So let's talk some sp2s if the weather wasn't a concern uh you can i'd probably play corbin i think he's got a very high floor with a reasonable ceiling as well here against pittsburgh i'm a little more concerned roth hasn't updated the weather i've checked the radar on this game Uh, i'm a little bit more concerned than i think he was in the morning i'm gonna have to wait to see what he says later in his update and then on crunch time um but i like corbin uh if the game were to play with no rain concerns where would you rank corbin uh, he's right up there. Um, he's, I mean, there's so, uh, he's probably the SP two, but I've kind of, I also like uh, Jay Happ and, uh, I'm interested in going back and punishing myself with, uh, another Red Sox pitcher again. And I'm interested in Eduardo Rodriguez. So, um, but those are, those are kind of the top guys that I'm, that I'm looking for at this point. I think we can, 
make some cases for guys like Arietta, you know, because of the matchup, uh, your boy Pomerantz because of price, mm-hmm. um, maybe even paddock, but, uh, Corbin is a guy that we know what we're getting. It's, and also this Pittsburgh team is not very good. Uh, I'm pulling up plate IQ. It was showing me some funky info. Let's see if a refresh did anything. Um, Maybe it is. Maybe these guys just don't have a lot of sample size, but there's some strikeouts in here. He's so good uh, with a 30% K percentage. I'm just a little bit concerned on weather. Uh, this is going to come down. If the weather's okay, I think he certainly uh, has a chance to be my SP2. Um, but if the weather looks at all dicey, there's so many games tonight, I think I'm going to look somewhere else. Uh, you mentioned your boy, Eduardo Rodriguez, who has not had any good outings. The walks have crept back into his game. Six walks, seven strikeouts, 11 earned runs, 18 hits in what, like seven innings. So it hasn't really looked too good. Uh, did have two rather tough outings, right? Seattle's hitting hitting the ball really good. So is Oakland. Baltimore's probably exceeding expectations a little bit. You look at plate IQ, there's a lot of strikeout stuff. Uh, so what are you weighing? Are you weighing, hit, you know, the ability of Rodriguez to get a strikeouts, the likelihood of the win to get in there? Or are you concerned a little bit about those uh, two first performances, even though they were against really good teams? I mean, I'm concerned, no doubt about it. It's... Uh it's it's concerning the way he's pitched so far however he did have a great spring he was heavily touted in season-long leagues as this is a guy and he's disappointed so far now he's not there's a lot of pitchers in the same boat now he did retool one of his pitches so he's trying to throw like a. he was working with uh chris sale maybe mm-hmm. that's the problem um, right now but uh he's working on, on changing his slider and um like so he's been implementing this new pitch which he's had absolutely no control over and it's it's command with him so it's it's been a rough going now it may all just click tonight and this is certainly a much easier matchup for him tough park obviously always um tough umpire i think too as well um but uh there are k's to be had this Orioles team will strike out with the best of them. He is, we know he is a high strikeout guy. I mean, he has always been. The problem with him has always been whether he's been healthy or not. Sure, he doesn't, he's not in great form from these first two starts, but I'm I'm interested in in going there, going right back to him tonight, thinking that he kind of figures it out tonight. Yeah, it looks like an extreme hitters umpire per the bat uh, with uh, with Mark Wegner behind the plate here. Some of the it's not a it's not like the Bill Miller of extreme hitters, uh, where Bill Miller is like the good the good strikeout artist. But uh, uh, yeah, definitely you don't want to see for someone who's having walk troubles right now uh, a bad umpire behind the plate uh, certainly there. So uh, Rodriguez is a little iffy. Uh, Arietta, you're right. I think any pitcher, this is going to test my any pitcher against the Marlins because we need strikeouts in fantasy and Arietta is just not getting any strikeouts or really any swinging strikeouts. Sure. He wants seven innings, but one strikeout isn't really going to do anything. Miami is a, a pretty good matchup, a great ballpark. He's probably going to get a, get the win tonight. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. I need strikeouts, Chris. <laughs> yeah. And it's concerning. And he's coming into today with a so far for this this season a 6.75 sierra which is uh troubling now it's strictly about matchup with with this 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 play here right like one of us could go out there and probably pull off an inning or two against this team um but uh and then i know stevie uh tpfl could could certainly do it but um yeah, I mean, it's he's he, his strikeout stuff is concerning. It's going to be he should be able to control through this lineup though, and it should be some easy outs in there. Now, 
It's going to be Babbitt related. There's a lot of warning signs. There's he just doesn't get strikeouts anymore. I mean, he's got a 4.5 percent swinging strike rate um, on the season so far, and a 13 percent K percentage, and he's had high walks. So this is pretty concerning too. So I mean, it's it's this isn't the easiest of slate with pitching, like yeah. for, for an SP two, which is why a guy like you hope the weather is okay with Corbin because you that. You kind of have, you know, he's never like the guy I usually want, but you're going to get a, pre- he's at a premium tonight mm-hmm. because of, because of all the competition here. Even the strikeouts, this is dating back to last year. You know, you think the Marlins are bad and sure there's not a lot of ISO. There's not a lot of Wova, but there's also not a lot of real strikeouts in this lineup. Not a lot of red on plate IQ dating back to last year. Sure. He's going to get to face the pitcher. Um, but for a guy who already is only striking out less than 20% of uh, batters so far uh, since the start of last season, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if there's enough strikeouts. Uh, I, I expect safety, you know, six, seven innings, limited run potential. But if it's just like three strikeouts, I don't know if that's really going to get it done for me. Chris. Well, I mean, it's that's it's not strikeouts with him. Yeah. You know, that's the whole the whole point. It's this lineup. Um, so, I mean, there are strikeouts to be had. Alfaro's mm-hmm. in there. He's always he K's with the best of them. Um, Granderson will K. Uh, Anderson will K. Um, but you're not that's not what you're going for here so you're going you're trying to go for a safety and a win here with him which is usually not my style i want to know uh lebron is now the gm and head coach of the lakers luke Officially? walton luke walton's gone no they're gonna ty Lue's gonna end up coaching the lakers. yeah i know it's ridiculous just to be lebron's little front man there so uh, i think that's i don't know i wouldn't want to do that if i was the lakers just for lebron but hey that's what it is uh let's try to find another sp2 uh, how about some ja half uh, he's pretty interesting to me the results Two starts against Baltimore. Didn't look too great, um, but the underlying numbers look okay for him. Uh, and you look at plate IQ, you want strikeouts. That is the White Sox today. There's almost a guaranteed – there's a uh, uh, – Mancata is like a guaranteed out every single time here up against lefties. Every player has a tinge of red to him in plate IQ today. I think Hap is probably my SP2 barring any rain. Yeah, I've been looking at him too as well. So, I mean, obviously it's, it's strikeouts – uh, against the White Sox. Now the White Sox ha- did hit left-handed pitching pretty well uh, last season, but this is a different lineup. They lost some of their lefty bats. A guy like Abreu has always hit them pretty well, but yeah, like you said, this is strikeouts. Haps peripherals have all looked, you know, fine. It's it's exactly who he is. Um, he just hasn't had the the results yet. So, I mean. Yeah, that this is he's this is another good spot. So I, it's like Corbin, I just gave you the link to the screen share too, by the way, in uh, in our video thing. If you want to be able to see my screen, I don't think you had it to start the show here. But the the plate IQ for Hap is just uh, I mean, there's some guys. Amankata, um, 181 plate appearances against lefties since the start of last year, a 33% strikeout percentage. Some of these the the percentage on I I just see all red. That looks really good to me. I know Hap looks good. Um, his stuff looks okay. I think Baltimore just overachieved a little bit to start the year got to him but uh i'm liking half quite a bit tonight i think he's going to be certainly in contention and i would sir i would play him over rodriguez for what is this five dollars more six dollars more on yahoo you can make that work no problem tonight so i think i'm looking at hap uh what are a couple other guys i want to talk about an interesting tournament spot i've got and that's drew pomerantz uh, he's someone i'm i'm eyeing i don't know if you need him on yahoo but if you want to stack all the bats maybe you do he's 28 bucks he's at home against colorado who gets the biggest park downgrade in all of baseball. And uh, I was playing with this. Uh, I saw this all. Let me pull up Pomerantz. 
Uh, so you can use this baseball savant. You can use this to kind of get uh, a lot of the stat cast information for pitchers. And it's pretty easy to compare what they've done last year and what they've done this year uh, right down here. So uh, I noticed the, uh, the velocity for Drew Pomerantz. It's back. He's up like three miles per hour on the curve, two and a half miles per hour on the four seamer. The spin rates up all the, all the stuff you want to see for a pitcher's up uh, his pits, pitch mix has changed. It looks like he's figured out his curve is his best pitch. He's throwing that more than ever. Uh, I think he's a new pitcher right now and you got to take advantage of these price discrepancies. Uh, I'm eyeing Pomerantz pretty hard today across the industry. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, so I, I'm a little biased here because uh, being the Red Sox fan that I am and just how awful he was. But so I'm like, I've been late to come to the, come around to the party with uh, Pomerantz, although it hasn't been quite a party yet. He did have a good outing against the Dodgers, um, you know, kind of struggled in his uh, matchup. Still five Ks of the Razor, no yeah, slouch. Right five Ks, but still kind of struggled in that, you know, the walks crept in and whatnot. Um, it's all about matchup here, right? Like this, this Rockies lineup is not only disgusting looking, whatever they're going to throw out there, because, yeah. but they're just so bad on the road that it, like it's, you know, you worry about story, you worry about Arenado, Nolan, but um, in that park, how much do you really worry about them? Yeah, I don't at all. I, I like Pomerantz quite a bit. Uh, I, I don't need that salary, and I think I like the safety of a guy like Hap. Uh, but I'm, I'm almost tempted to go all the way down to a guy like Pomerantz if I'm going to mess around with somebody cheap today. Uh, you got any any plays? Uh, you know, I mentioned I like Pomerantz. You got anyone else you're really giving strong consideration to? Um. I don't, I would say like Urias potentially, but pitch count and that matchup is just scares me. Mm-hmm. And Burns has had, you know, some strikeout stuff, but he's just been giving up homers, you know, with, with the best of them. And that's going to regress. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he throws a good start here. I was on him in his last start. It was disappointing outing, but um, the strikeout stuff is there. It's a tough, another tough matchup. Um, I don't really have interest in like, I don't really, I mean, I guess the only other, what about Paddock up at the top? They're like a lot of strikeout potential, but the, I I think the price, he's, the price is wrong. It's not, the price is not right on him. It's in pitch count is an issue with him too. Mm -hmm. So it's like, until we start seeing some good pitch counts, I don't, it's just tough to, to, I mean, I would just feel a lot safer with Hap. Mm -hmm. Uh, Um, A couple of people want me to talk about. Thornton yeah he's interesting at 42 there's obviously a lot of strikeout potential let's uh you know you have two good outings against Detroit and Cleveland right let's pump our brakes a little bit yeah. uh, I don't know if his stuff is really this good and now he's priced at, you know sort of like a an SP2 price uh, a high-end starter on Yahoo tonight Tampa Bay is no slouch offensively to start the year uh, I, I like Thornton if he was 35 uh, a little bit more in play for me at 42 uh, on Yahoo uh, I don't know I'll probably pass on that tonight yeah, I agree. Um, I think it's it certainly could work out in your favor. I'm not sold on him. I don't, I mean, he's never been, he's kind of come out of nowhere um, with these strikeouts. So let's just, like you said, pump the brakes because of the easy matchups. So it will be interesting. I want to watch this start tonight. I don't know if I want to be on him in this start tonight. A um, couple other people while we're at it. Um, LeBlanc Miley. You got any, I, I actually, I talked up Wade Miley a little bit in his last game. That was against Oakland. Um, and it basically played out as perfect as it has to go for you to get a good Wade Miley game. Uh, this is not, I think that was a smaller slate. This is a much bigger slate. Um, probably not on Miley tonight. Uh, you know, Miley's good. He's another one who's changed the way he's pitched. He throws his cutter all the time right now. It's by far his best pitch and nobody can really seem to swear it up right now. Uh, 32. He's, uh, I think I, I would definitely, I, I 
this is crazy. I'd play Pomerantz and save a couple of bucks before even playing Miley tonight. And I'm, I'm definitely not on the block at all tonight against Houston. And, and I want to go back and say um, my overall thought. Of, I do think Paddock is a legit stud. Every, every report, yeah. every, every scout that's been watching him and his pitches, and they, he's got like some new pitch that's like supposed to be unhittable. Um, he's, he's legit. It's just the only thing that's the negative there is like, I just, I don't know about this pitch. You know, it just seems like the pitch count is such a risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 79. Then he got up to 89 while he was getting hit around. So if he's, and while he's giving up walks, uh, that's probably about where he would top out today, somewhere in the 90 ish pitch, pitch range. Um, that's fine. I just think for that price rate, I play Corbin. I know what I'm going to get out of Corbin. Uh, weather can, you know, as long as the weather's fine there, I, I'm definitely playing Carrasco. And then I'd play Hap. Uh, I like Pomerantz. You can convince me to play Rodriguez. You can convince me to play. That's about it. Those are basically the guys. I, I, you could even play a Chad Battis. Just San Francisco is just. Uh, I San, mean, that's it's that park that's and San Francisco is so yeah. trash. But like on, I think on DK, if you want to play, but I think he's like what five K or he's he's super cheap on DK. Maybe over there, but I uh, you don't need twenty five bucks on Yahoo. Yeah, uh, I, there's no way I would play Chad Bettis. So he'll probably be the nuts. Um, would you play? Here's another one I'm I'm kind of thinking about. Uh, Luke, aka Puke Weaver, would you play him tonight? Uh, if this all depends, if San Diego rolls out this right-handed heavy lineup, uh, you pull up plate IQ, right? Lots of red versus lefties, pretty good versus righties. Uh, currently projected only one lefty in their lineup today. Let's say San Diego rolls out the right-handed heavy lineup. Uh, would you play Weaver? I mean his price is trying to tempt you to at 27 bucks. So, I mean, yes, if you, for GPPs, if you want to load in some absolute bats and um, you can, you can play him, right. It's uh, that could work out in your favor. Am I going to be doing it? Probably not. I would rather go like, I would rather go Pomerantz. Um, And then chat's asking about Giolito too. And this brings me up. So I locked in, uh, uh, you know, I, I blew, uh, I was up to like four or five on the sharp side. I lost my last one. So I got to start my streak over to get up to 14. What explain to me the Yankees run line, right? It's 64. It's not, it's not specifically warm in New York tonight. The winds are blowing across the field. They're not blowing out. They're down Stanton. They're down Sanchez. They're down a bajillion players right now. Why do they have a six run line against Giolito? I don't think Giolito is horrible. Uh, I, you know, like you're looking for, I would have liked Giolito more as a pitcher tonight if more people were going to play Yankees, specifically in tournaments, right? Because you get a little bit of double bonus with the leverage there. With how bad the Yankees lineup looks in general, sure, the top five might be stacked, but that's about it. Nobody's going to be playing the bottom of the lineup. It's pretty weak down there. I actually don't hate Giolito a little bit. Tonight. I'm just glad they priced uh, Clint Frazier at 16 bucks. So <laughs> yeah, why? Choose to fade him. <laughs> uh, he doesn't absolutely break the slate on me like he did already like a week ago. Um, but uh, I mean, th- these are still some potent bats in here. I mean, yes, it's a watered down Yankees lineup for sure. You get like the ghost of Brett Gardner. There's a lot of straight I mean, But you got Judge Voigt, you got Torres, you know, those are, those are three pretty potent hitters. Um, um, Bird is terrible, but probably, I mean, Giolito is so bad versus lefties that, I mean, with Giolito, it's like he's either going to go out and, twirl a gem or he's going to absolutely blow up there's like no middle ground with this guy Mm -hmm. yeah uh, i took the under in this game uh, by the way that was my uh, that was my uh, i was 10 on sharp side so i need to get a lock i took the under so i can almost guarantee you the game's gonna go way over the total all right 
<laughs> that's how it seems to work when uh, I lock in those things on Sharp. So yeah, but Giolito against this lineup, um, there would have been much more leverage if all the good Yankees had been in there. And I think there is some strikeout potential. Um, and I think he's gaining a little bit of steam around the industry today, but I think I'd play, I'd take the safety in Pomerantz for sure at 28. Uh, and I think Pomerantz certainly has more upside than you're, you're typically used to with him uh, because of his uh, up velocity and he's throwing the curve more, which is really good. And uh, he's getting some more strikeouts with that. So I think I'd take up Pomerantz for sure. Uh, any, anybody else really going to do it for you? I think we covered all the guys I'm interested in. Yeah. Um, it's, I'm, I have a thin pool tonight. I'd, I, I'm not, it's not a secret. I'm either going to be, I'm going to be playing Carrasco and I'm either going to have Erod, Corbin or Hap, you know, and those games are dependent on weather for sure. And I, you could convince me to get, go down to Pomerantz. Yeah. I'm currently, I think I'm leaning Hap, but uh, I might, if all the bats I want, uh, I think Pomerantz is actually pretty reasonable. Let me pull up a, I've got the bat pulled up off screen. Uh, the bats here, but if I, Trying to mess around with it too much. Uh, you won't be able to see much. Let me see who, who the bat likes. The bat likes uh, your boy Erod as SP2 currently. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to do that. Uh, and uh, gonna... the bat loved uh, Quintana last night. Yeah, I did. I, I rode that uh, Quintana. I, I man, unfortunately, I uh, manually ignored it. <laughs> All right. Let's go to catcher. Uh, catcher is usually a spot I want to save money. Let me refresh and see. Uh, if any new lineups have come out, so I'll throw Carrasco back in here. Uh, let's go back to catcher. What are you doing here? Uh, there are a couple good value options uh, towards the bottom. I always like to uh, look through the seven, eight, nine dollar guys. You can find a couple of players down here tonight. Where do you think you're going to end up spending your catcher? Yeah, let's take a look. Um, the the cheap one that's popping in projection sites, who's been horrendous is uh zanino mm -hmm. but what do you want you want a home you want to get lucky and hit a home run with your catcher right yeah. um and that's a guy that could certainly do it um Just look look at this average i mean even seven i mean i played chris davis for a buck yesterday that worked out fine because a dollar your first dollar is always the most expensive dollar right so when a guy's a buck and then going to a guy like seven there's still a huge difference but uh at seven bucks i, don't, I mean it's still horrible production so far this year <laughs> But you're hoping for a cheap bomb, and and you might get one. Um, other, I mean, who else? Who else on the low end are you looking? So let's let's cover all the seven dollar all the seven dollar plays. Yeah, let's uh, let me bring up the lineups page here, and we'll sort by catchers. And let's see what 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 do we got here? So we've got we got Jacob Stallings, Stallings against Corbin. Gomes is too expensive. Yep. Zunino, uh, Jansen, we don't have the Blue Jays lineup. So if he comes out there, maybe you could play Jansen if he's in there up uh, a little bit higher on the order. Uh, you got Sucre uh, up against your boy Erod. Not sure I'd do that. I mean, you could play Vasquez for eight bucks. It's a part of the Boston lineup. Any Anybody on Boston gets it done for me today. Um, the catchers in the Phillies game, probably a little bit too expensive. Ramos is fine. Uh, I think Ramos is really good for cash games. Unlikely to leave you with a zero at the end, but uh, I still think at 14 for the bats you're going to want elsewhere on the lineup, probably not really worth it. It looks like, I don't know if I had to guess right now, I'm probably going to go with one of the seven or eight dollar catchers tonight. Yeah. But it's, so it's tough. So like, who, who are you going to pick over Zanino? I think it's probably going to be Zanino by the time it's all said and done. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, and he's terrible, but we're just hoping for a bomb. 
All right, we'll throw him in there because uh, I want to go to the outfield because and I'll, I'll I mean if I have the money, Ramos would be I would like to get Ramos. Yeah, specifically for cash, Ramos is just a very I like these guys, especially at a catcher position that are unlikely to leave you with a zero because even if you get four or five, you know you could have a real big leg up on your competition. Plus, he's got some upside too. So I always like a guy like a Wilson Ramos. Um, I want to go to the outfield because there's. The, the Red Sox are, are facing off against Baltimore today. They got a huge total over six right now. And I definitely believe the Boston total a lot more than I do the Yankee total today. So we've got JD Betts and judge. They're all 25 bucks. You can mix in Harper, but I think he's uh, fourth on that list for sure. You've also got Chris Davis in Texas and Chris Davis with the juice ball. Everything's a home run right now. So you got to play Chris Davis all the time too. He's got four home runs in his past two games. Um, I love him quite a bit here today. What are, what's kind of like your spend up option. There's enough value plays elsewhere where you can fit in one, if not two, uh, really high priced outfielders. Today. I have really fond memories of, uh, crush Davis in, uh, in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to pull that up. I feel like he just homers out every game in Texas. Um, I'm just going to pull that up to see if I'm, I'm daydreaming here. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I you I want like plenty of Oakland. I mean, where are the best bat spots? So it's Oakland and the Red Sox, right? Mm-hmm. And I actually, I the way the Red Sox are hitting, I do, I just feel more comfortable with the Oakland bats. And plus, they just They're, the Red Sox are hitting a little bit. They they started that huge West Coast trip, right? Horrible way to start the season, and now they're back home. I think they really start hitting soon. Oh man, pull up uh, if you want to just. Well, I mean, it's it's streaky for sure, but like, man, he's definitely had some some games in uh, Texas uh last season um so that's why I'm, I'm i'm thinking it but like yeah chris davis i love i mean i like i like the, I, it's no secret i mean i like uh i mean judge is probably good for a bomb martinez is probably good for a bomb mookie's always in play um i think i'm playing mookie at all these guys tonight um i mean you get get a little more potentially with the base paths with him um has always crushed the the orioles orioles pitching too as well I mean, it's hard. It's like I could sit here and be like, Tout, I, I love Mookie Betts over J.D. Martinez over Judge. But like all of these guys are pretty solid plays, right? Like the the projection, the median projection on these guys is like super slim next to mm-hmm. each other. Um, I'm going to throw Mookie's my favorite. I'll throw him in there. No problem. Uh, the, with there are a couple cheapies. Uh, let me back out. This isn't on the screen you're viewing, so I can do this over here. Um, if you're looking at point per dollar, there are some uh, reasonably good plays. Uh, so we got McKinney leading off for Toronto. That's against Stanek. He's likely going to face a lefty, though, after that. Uh, is he someone you want to mess around with? The Shields was, uh, I think, a little nicer if he got a better lineup spot now that he's hitting ninth. Not as interested in him. Um, Brett Gardner's $14. He's leading off. Uh, where's, like, the value in the outfield, or is kind of the value emerging at some of the other positions? Yeah, let's let's I see. I think it's elsewhere. We've got some people to wait on for lineups that we may get, but yeah. um, as of right now, it's uh, yeah, it's pretty slim. Like even like a guy like uh, yeah, I'm not seeing any like blatant right. seven dollar outfield plays at the moment. Let's uh, let's go to second. I think one of the better value plays of the day uh, resides there. There's two. Uh, the first is going to be Odor, who's also not off to a great start. One sixty seven. Possesses power, however, the power has not manifested at all this year. Uh, he's at home. Uh, I think he's got the uh, uh, pretty good matchup here. He's ten bucks, 
And then if the weather cooperates, uh, Brian Dozier, a much tougher matchup. Trevor Williams, a very good real-life pitcher. Um, but Dozier is actually starting. He's starting to hit after a pretty bad start to the season. He's just 7 bucks uh, between those two. Which one would you rather roster? Um, it doesn't matter. I mean, I would rather take Odor, but um, I have no problem playing Dozier for 7 bucks. Yeah, whichever. Those are kind of what I'm looking at at second base. Everybody else is probably just priced a little bit too high, if you ask me. Um, I'm not really seeing anything worth standing out for. Cano, if you're on DK, he's much cheaper on DK at 3700 I like him a little bit over there. If you want, if you want some another piece of the Red Sox, uh, Eduardo Nunez mm-hmm. uh, made the lineup at 7 bucks. I mean, you can make that work pretty easily today. Like, he's another guy. Horrible start to the season, but he's also not this bad either. Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw in Odor. I like the high lineup spot. Uh, it's 10 bucks. Sound good? No problem with that. All right, we'll throw him in there. Uh, well, we're kind of all over the place today. Let's go over to first base. Uh, another spot where there is some cost savings options. Of course, I'd want I'd want to play Voight. I'd want to play uh, Freddie Freeman. I'd want to play some of these guys. I, I like Mitch Moreland. Uh, I played uh, Rizzo on the early slate, so I got my home run right away on the all-day on Yahoo today, so that was looking pretty good for me. Uh, but Bird hitting fifth, I know you said he's horrible, but it's against yeah. Gio, it's against Giolito with a splits advantage. He's with 12 bucks. Great, with a great park for lefty power. Yeah, it looks, looks too good to be true, uh, but he's looking pretty good right now, 12 bucks. Yep, uh, good lineup spot, fifth. Uh, it's hard. Uh, it's, he looks like a pretty easy play, actually. Yeah, anybody I, else? And I hate him. I absolutely hate Greg Bird. Yeah, there's not really anything else standing out at first base. Uh, let me pull up uh, one second here on the other screen. A um, couple other guys. So Bird uh, in a good spot. Uh, Alonzo, if you wanted to play against Hap, he's just eight bucks. Probably won't go there. Uh, I'm not gonna. Pl- I've played some Neil Walker, but at first base against Arietta, definitely not the spot to do it. Uh, Smoke is gonna end Smoke, up. Smoke's in play. He's just, he's, they're going to bring in, they're very likely to bring in, uh, who's a Yarbrough, the lefty afterwards. And I don't really want smoke after that. I mean, yeah, it, but he's cheap and yeah. uh, he's better than, I think I'd pass he's on. better than putting out Neil Walker. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I prefer Greg Bird, but I could see smoke being a play. Um, Moreland is, if you're paying up, um, mm-hmm. obviously, I mean, he's the one Red Sox the bat that has been crushing it's a great great, absolute great matchup for him um maybe like a dominic smith for eight bucks if you want to get real um there's just isn't what else is there i'm not playing lucas duda um i I think it's it's very it's moreland or it's bird for you know specifically let's just try to let's look at the late game see if we project anybody uh I don't, I don't see anything worth uh, Brandon Belt you could play for 14 bucks. Belt's always he's like the he like he always has good seasons and he always you know has home runs but nobody ever gets to use them in daily fantasy. Yeah. Uh, I think I think Bird's probably my guy. Uh Bird projected uh currently on the bat the fourth highest scoring first baseman and easily the best point per dollar. Uh so I think I'm going to go with Bird on that one. Uh, we'll throw in a couple more spots, and then maybe we'll uh, we'll take some stat questions, uh, things like that. I was hoping we would have a Slate IQ for you. I know we've had that for other sports, but it looks like that hasn't been updated yet. Uh, I was going to go over that a little bit. But uh, let's kind of talk a couple other positions. Uh, third base. Uh, so you always like to talk about guys that are dust, right? Is that you? I mean, I, I do. I do 
is to, Josh uh, Donaldson dust? No, uh, his, <laughs> uh, he's struggling. Um, did did uh, hit a double last night, um, but his batted ball profile data isn't that bad at all. Actually, his stat yeah, I was gonna. I'm trying to find the game on Plate IQ. I'll bring this up for everybody. So uh, I'll show you how to kind of look at this stuff on Plate IQ for some of you guys here to see what's going on. So we added the 2019 tab. Uh, so you guys can click on that. We'll bring up uh, Wheeler, and you'll be able to see Donaldson here, right? So the ISO, 0.33 ISO, that doesn't look too good versus righties. A 221 OVA, that doesn't look good. Uh, the ground ball, definitely not great, 53%. Um, but uh, I think it was the hard contact, right? He's whipping the ball. Uh, yeah. He's the highest on the team, and the exit velocity is through the roof at 95.3. It's just he's hitting like these really hard ground balls or sort of like it's just not coming together for him. Um, so basically what I was trying to get at, don't think he's as bad as a start is to the season. Yeah, his uh, his average exit velocity is 90, uh, 94.5, which is certainly fine. Like um, I'm, I'm completely fine with him, confident. You know, it's just there's this is baseball. This is variance. This is what happens. Yeah. You know? And I'd, I'd rather have the – lefties versus wheeler but um wheeler is a fine pitcher but you got what makes dfs a skill game is pricing and josh donaldson i don't really care who he's against he should not be 13 dollars. he's cheap and we want bombs right yeah. like it sounds like a perfect play to me yeah so he looks pretty interesting again if you want boston boston is very attainable right you can make boston if you're playing the tournaments on yahoo and you can stack up to six I don't know with the way they distribute runs and RBIs if you really need six. Um, but if you want to stack six Boston players and play Carlos Carrasco, you can actually do that pretty easily today on Yahoo. So uh, in tournaments, I think that's going to be pretty popular. Not sure if that would be the route I would go, but I will certainly have plenty of Boston uh, on my cash teams. Uh, what else would we be looking at overall? So we've got Donaldson, who's obviously too cheap. Uh, Devers is a little bit more. If you scroll down, I mean, you can play uh, Young Ho Kong at nine bucks, but that's against uh, Corbin. I mean, play is Chapman. Where's right. Chapman? He's he's way up there though. Yeah, but I mean, like that's who we want to get, right? I would say probably yes, but it's hard. It's hard to spend. 20 bucks, right? Would you rather play Chapman or spend five dollars more for Mookie Betts and then play? Uh, much less out like the $20 outfielders are pretty I, I don't know I'm not too interested in the $20 outfielders so I'm just I'm finding my salary allocation just to go all the way up in the outfield it just leaves me a little short at third base but if so who did we plug in at SB2 well I didn't plug in anybody I, okay. people got to make a couple of their decisions yeah so if we plugged in a guy like Pomerantz then we've got some some cash to play with sure outfield gets a little tougher but like a guy like Matt Chapman is yes. certainly a good payup you could certainly, if you play Carrasco with Pomerantz, that is certainly a viable roster construction. But um, uh, I throw in uh, Donaldson. And then at shortstop is pretty trashy. You know, Bogarts is probably overpriced, 20 bucks. Would you rather play Bogarts or Chapman? Obviously Chapman, but you can't do that because you've got strict opposition eligibility. Uh, you've got uh, Semyon's also 20. Uh, Gleyber Torres is 19. All those guys probably a little bit too expensive, um but dumpster diving is just like the worst of the worst plays out here what do you find in like a, if a brandon crawford gets you everything else you want today is that something you're willing to do or are you going to be spending up um 
I'm, I'm willing to do it. It's not uh, my first choice, um, but uh, he's a guy that I'd be willing to play for 11 bucks. He'll probably get a good lineup spot if he, uh, if they put him in there tonight. Yeah, um, hasn't really hit us with a zero yet either. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's a good matchup for him to at least, you know, put some balls in play against Bettis and that's what we're looking for here. So um, obviously it's going to be tough for him to, to, to hit one out, but uh would you rather Bogarts or Semyon? So Semyon leadoff spot on the road in Texas, right? Or Bogarts at home against Baltimore? Same price. Who you got? Um, and there's actually a third. I would uh, I would put uh, Glaber Torres in there too. Yep, another dollar cheaper. Those are the three. Like it's and it's. I would probably leave lean uh, Semyon to be honest with you, with okay. uh, being the away road team. The way that Texas just, I mean, the way that the Athletics just seem to just. Yeah. No, no mercy and keep piling it on. He's got the splits, everything uh, extra at bat. You get to, you get to the, the platoon advantage. You get the terrible bullpen behind. Um, so uh, Semyon would probably be my first choice. And uh, these other two are, are also in play. All right. And then let's take a look. Uh, give me a couple other outfielders, not at the top. We already talked JD Mookie judge, Chris Davis. I don't think any one of those is a bad choice tonight. Very tough to go wrong uh, at the top. Uh, what else would you be looking at uh, in the outfield? Ben Attendee is drawing uh, some interest. He's, uh, I think he's 19. He's $18. So that looks pretty interesting to get another spot, uh, part of the Boston lineup. And then uh, other than that, uh, you're basically going to have to go dumpster diving for your third outfielder. Yeah, it's too bad Nimmo is all the way down at uh, eighth in the lineup. That uh, takes away a lot of appeal for him. Um, let's. Uh, I'm just going to kind of scroll through here and see. Um, uh see if any any uh mid-range kind of pops for me i don't know i mean it's it's no secret i want to try to get the the top bats in and uh i mean you can play guys like gardner Mm -hmm. um he's he's kind of washed not very good but you know this would certainly be a good matchup for him yeah the sports plus steals it's the all that upside's there for him yep um on a, a little bit higher range, we can always go back, go to my boy Domingo Santana right now um, uh, for nineteen bucks. Um, let's see here. I'm not. I'm. I don't. I don't. I'm not on the Seattle bats tonight at all. I am. I think. I, I kind of believe in what these Astros are doing with pitching. Period. So it's it's kind of tough to want to pick on them. But yeah. Seattle has been swinging a hot bat, which also brings leads me to just check a price here. On, uh, uh, I'm not paying 20 bucks for Tim Beckham. Yeah, that, that's that that's a crazy price. <laughs> I was like I hoping. Think, I think it's Bennett Tendi, right? And then it's dumpster diving. I mean, Correa has the shortstop. I was looking at. Um, sorry for outfield. Go ahead. Yeah, I think it's Bennett Tendi, and then depending on what you do. So if I played, I don't even think I can. I can't even make this lineup if I play Corbin. Or even if I play half, like I'm, I'd probably have to spend down from Semyon or take another hit somewhere else in the lineup. But I think it's, you know, if I played, if I went cheap at shortstop and then dumpster dove at outfield, you can make Carrasco on half work pretty easily. Yep. Um, and who, so, uh, so like another, another outfield, but like Fran Mill Rays hit a bomb last night. I mean, if you, you want to, 12 bucks to search for a bomb against Luke Weaver is, is certainly doable. Yeah. But you're like, I don't like, he, he gets like two or three at bats. 
There's not a lot of four he's a bats. Hor- he's a horrible fielder. That's that's his problem. Yeah, they pull him. Uh, I don't know. I'm not interested in Reyes too much. Uh, I don't like him uh, as much as some other people. But I think those are some, uh, you know, basic roster construction tips for Yahoo tonight. Uh, their tournaments they do have them. There's no uh, no rake freeze, uh, unfortunately. Otherwise, I'd be piling into those. Uh, and I don't know. Have you noticed? We actually have uh, Jamino. They've whipped up. I saw uh, you did ownership projections. There's Yahoo ownership. We've been yeah, doing I saw them that for, for, for PGA. I looked at that. Yeah, so we've been doing them, I think, for about a week, something like that today. So I'm going to throw some ownerships at you, and I think these are based uh, more around tournaments. And uh, let's let's try to figure out if uh, we're on the right track here today. So currently at pitcher, we've got your boy Erod projected as the highest-owned pitcher on the slate. Uh, really? I think that's – I think it's going to be Carrasco. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that's correct. I think there's too much. I think he'll get some get some action, yes. but uh, he's it's definitely people are scared, scared yeah. to death of clicking that that name. And it's so easy to usually end up get, getting lineups with the the two high end pitchers in that it just I think he'll get overlooked some. So I definitely don't agree with that, and he'll adjust that. He's always tinkering, right? As Dean would say. Yeah. Um... So I, I think Carrasco's probably, they're pretty close, but I think Carrasco would probably be the highest one. Uh, in terms of hitter ownership, uh, we've got Odor at 10 bucks. We threw him into the lineup. I can uh, think Odor is going to be pretty popular. Uh, we've actually got uh, J.D. Martinez slightly ahead of Mookie Betts on ownership today. Which one would you rather have between those two? I just have, have a few. I, I, I have a very, I, I, I'll, I'll take Mookie um, like you, but I do, I also think that uh, J.D. is going to go yard today. Let's see here. Let me, I mean, picking JD to go yard at any, in any game is a pretty, I just feel like he has to. So let's, uh, let's bring these up here and the numbers. I mean, they don't really get much more similar than this. A 262 ISO, a 282 for JD. The Woba is very similar. Betts is going to strike out more or uh, Betts is going to strike out less. He's going to be able to steal a little bit more. I don't know. I think they're, they're, I don't think there's a wrong choice between them. There isn't. It's it's it's. If anyone comes on here and touts that there is, and that they're lying to you, you can like just dissect pitch data, type data. But that's it's. I mean, really, we can go there. We got all of it. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's. Uh, I don't think it's. Uh, it's so what's what's Hess? Hess is throwing a lot of fastballs and a lot of sliders. So here, let's take a look right, at this. Here we go. Let's take a look at this. The Woba versus fastballs. Uh, JD Martinez, a slight edge there. Uh, and a big edge in ISO. This is going back to 2016. And then Hess, also one of the worst pitchers in the league here. So off the fastball, looks like JD's got that. Uh, if I go to the slider, let's see what we got here. It looks like JD also takes a slight lead in the slider. So maybe it is going to be JD Martinez. Maybe maybe I'll switch that out. Th- these are some pretty big gaps here in the uh, in the uh, pitch types. But then you look at the uh, the plate IQ rating uh, is a little bit higher for uh, Mookie Betts. There's a lot, which in is that. supposed to take everything into into. It's supposed to have pitch type data taken yep. into consideration before it's. They're, they're very. They're very. What we're getting at is they're very, very, very. They're very, both very solid good. plays, man. Yeah, it's it's not a secret, right? Like it's Hess. It's the Baltimore bullpen it's in Fenway Park yeah the pitch type stuff so if you guys haven't seen uh we updated it this year if you haven't been messing around with it it's very easy to use now so by default right you used to have to like dig around left right and the screen used to get super cluttered but we've uh, kind of segmented it out so now this is just versus righties versus the starters you can pick the pitches 
Um, it's very easy to use to try to get an idea uh, versus pitch type data if you just want to see versus right and things like that. Um, play around with it. It's very, very simple to use. Um, I used to use fan graphs almost all the time, and I don't, I don't even really open fan graphs anymore. <laughs> I, I like it's not a diss on fan graphs it's just plate iq is plate iq is amazing it's <laughs> it incorporates it all no it definitely cuts down on my time on i use fan graphs for certain things um yes. and i use plate iq for i mean the plate iq is the yeah. easiest place to just i use savant savant and plate iq is basically where i spend all my baseball stuff now so mostly mostly plate iq though you can get just about anything you want here um all right we've got some qqs if you guys want to throw those in uh, let's see. Oh, Jamino's tinkering with some ownership right now. Uh, so that'll be updated. Uh, we'll take some QQs. Uh, let's talk some stacks for Yahoo tonight. I think, uh, Boston is definitely going to be by far the most popular stack because they are all attainable with Carrasco. Like watch, I can, I can play, let's play JD and let's play Mookie. Right. And let's play Bogarts and let's play, Oh, maybe I have to play, uh, Nunez or something like that, right? Who's a little cheap? Uh, Jackie Bradley. Yeah, and Jackie Bradley's down there. I, well, I, I like. I like Jackie Bradley tonight. I know it's the eight spot. He's the home team. Might have a one one less inning for that chance with a bat lower at bats, but uh, I don't have a problem playing him tonight in this matchup. Where's the uh, where's we'll get catcher out of the way with Christian Vasquez? How about that? <laughs> All right. <laughs> so like, and you can put so. I got six, right? We can only play five on DraftKings and only four on FanDuel. I can play six dudes on Yahoo, which is fun. Uh, I don't know if the scoring is uh, – I don't know if this is what you need to do, but, hey, the more uh, Red Sox you can get, the better. If only you could play six on FanDuel. Yeah, that would be great. Um, so what I was getting at is even with Carrasco, let me see. If I play, like, him with Pomerantz, right, like, I could still – I can come up with two $8 players at third base. In it. Like, I can – what I'm getting at is you can stack the Red Sox. And this is with both of the high-priced outfielders. You can do, like, whatever you want in tournaments and make it work tonight. So I think the Red Sox and the A's, uh, the A's are a little bit more expensive, actually. Um, but the Red Sox are clearly going to be the stack everybody's going to be using on Yahoo tonight. That would be a, um, you know, you, you would see this if you were looking at the Slate IQ. Um, but the uh, the highest owned team on these huge slates you almost never want to use in tournaments. So uh, that would be a, a pretty easy fade for me if I was playing tournaments tonight. On it would be uh, out of my ten lineups, I would play no Boston stacks. How about that, Chris? Um, I I would play them. I just you just got to get a little creative at pitcher. Hey, I, look, I, I talked up Drew Pomerantz. I can get pretty I, I mean, that's pretty not creative. really that creative, though. It is. I mean, at 28 bucks, it's creative. I mean, it's 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 a good play. Luke Weaver. How, how creative. Now, Luke Weaver popping in projection models makes me really want to stack the Padres. It's because it's all right. If San Diego rolls out that whole right-handed lineup, that's what the, the models are seeing. Well, we've – yeah, they, uh, they have rolled out. That. Oh, yeah, let's see. So it's – it is all yeah. So uh, let me update plate IQ. We'll go look at this. I don't. I think Weaver's slightly interesting. He's he's boom bust, uh, but this lineup is about as good as you're gonna want to get uh, against a guy like Weaver, right? So you go to Weaver, plate IQ, three fifteen wOBA versus righties, a uh, much higher strikeout percentage, and you see what seven righties plus the pitcher. That's about as good as it gets for a guy like Weaver. Yep, but still gives up a decent amount of hard contact. Um, high value hit percentage. Um, this Padres team is uh, is pretty potent. 
um, now with all of these new additions and whatnot. So um, I don't mind them as a as a stack, but you could play it either way. All right, I've been told the YouTube. Hello, YouTube. Right, come on over to Roto Grinders chat. But I guess the the YouTube, uh, all the guys over there, they better be clicking like and subscribe. By the way. Uh, but I guess the, the chat is overflowing over there. Uh, uh, I'll tell you what, RG chat this last week has been so bad that uh, I'm thinking about going over pivoting over to, and, and make, staking my claim over in YouTube chat because of guys like Gear Daddy and uh, members like Gear Daddy and a couple others who just uh, have been... Uh, been going nuts in chat lately so uh i mean i had to turn it off the other day but usually rg chat is a great place great all right let's talk uh houston someone in qq'd uh in from youtube wants to know about the houston bats right we didn't spend too much time on them yeah uh, they're going sure. up against they're going up against leblanc uh leblanc is okay right not really a high woba can strike out some guys maybe a, i wouldn't say reverse splits but very neutral splits leblanc uh, you know, a reasonable pitcher. He's certainly not a gas can. Uh, what are we doing? Altuve's on a crazy hot streak right now. You're going to have Springer. Springer's definitely way too cheap on, uh, I think it's DraftKings. He's 4,300. That's uh, crazy for a guy like Springer. Uh, what's your overall take on that? Um, I think, I mean, it's the Astros. It's They've got a four, like a, almost a five run uh, implied run team total here. Uh, it's Wade LeBlanc who li- limits some damage. Um, their bullpen is not, it's a completely uh, different bullpen this year, Seattle, than what we're used to thinking of. So their bullpen has been okay so far. And now she's noted that article, but they have projected very bad as one of the worst bullpens this season. So um, yeah, this, this uh, Astros team, I mean, we'll have to see whether Bregman is going to be out or not. Um, that might take away a little bit of thunder from it, but, uh, and the pricing is kind of tough with these guys, but guys like Springer Altuve, I mean, you can't go wrong with these guys. Um, uh, would, would you play Chris Davis at a dollar on Yahoo tonight and knowingly take a zero? I don't know what to make of that. I would, I've, I, I, I mean, I, I, take, I get so line. many, I get so many damn zeros that I'm inclined to potentially <laughs> do. I, play, I played him when he was in the lineup at a dollar and I will certainly do that basically every time he's on the lineup at a dollar your first dollar is the most expensive dollar and he's he's like one seventh of the price of like the next minimum price guy like you have to play him if he was in the lineup but I, I cannot willingly take the zero I will not be playing him tonight um best cheap pitcher uh I, I like Pomerantz is definitely my cheap pitcher of the night and if you want to get friskier I think you play a guy like Luke Weaver um man i don't know yeah i mean i get it i get the weaver call i just feel like weaver's gonna blow up tonight i mean i mean that's what he does and uh i i just don't think very highly of weaver in general so uh i would be inclined to take some of these uh and i i'm telling you i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna play fran mill i can't find any i mean you're getting a cleanup hitter against luke weaver just bombed yesterday uh i'm gonna play him um there's a question toronto bats against Margot is leading off too for 14 bucks someone wants to know about the toronto bats i i have no interest in the toronto stanic is going to come out and throw like a thousand miles an hour then they switch it up to a completely different pitcher from the other side of the plate it's just very difficult when tampa bay does the opener i am completely off toronto today. all right so i've made i've i've made a new thing i have a list written down next to my computer that yep. do not get tempted to play tigers mm-hmm. or blue jays bats ever again 
And, uh, <laughs> I think you think that's a good good note. I just Except I Castellanos. just you can play Castellanos. Yeah, but he's got he's he's just got hurt. Yeah. Um. So like I'm not getting sucked into these horrible hitters, even though they're in great matchups. Because what ends up happening? I mean, this is they not a great matchup for Toronto. They still don't hit. I know, but even if it was a great matchup, so yeah. like yeah, and, and like Yarborough is like this this these Blue Jays. Yes, they put a pounding on my Red Sox last night, which was disheartening for me but they are terrible although galvis is like has his whole batted ball profile data is completely changed he's made some real changes i don't know what they are but he's doing something different um but he's 18 dollars. yeah so like yeah i mean you could play smoke i I, i'm gonna fade mckinney's the guy that everyone's gonna play tonight because he's gonna be the cheap guy that pops i'm probably gonna fade him myself yeah i don't see myself playing mckinney right now um we didn't really talk about the Brewers, which is always scary. They have a great offense, but they're in Los Angeles tonight. Um, someone wanted to know, uh, Moustakas or George Springer? I don't know where you can do that. Maybe that's like a FanDuel question. That's easily George Springer. Um, yeah. <laughs> Springer uh, against a lefty. Uh, all right. So, you two, we got some of your QQs. Hopefully, you're happy about that. Uh, we're going to get on out of here. We got another baseball show coming up after this. We've got Crunch Time. That's going to be baseball. If you want to read an article, you can go read Cheese's article if you're a premium member. Uh, and uh, have some fun tonight. Go play on Yahoo. I'll be in a lot of the games. I'll have some head-to-heads. I'll have the quick matches. Uh, maybe I'll make a couple tournament lineups as well. And uh, have some fun out there tonight. Uh, Chris, fun doing a show. Hopefully your luck turns around. Oh, I, please. That's why I'm a little down today, just because I'm, I've, I've been feeling Listen, the- I hope you have a great lineup, except if we get quick matched on Yahoo. I, I'll give, I don't care about it. Whatever our $2 quick match is, I'll let you have it. I'll, I'll, I'll purposely throw a blank lineup in there if you can bless me. Okay? All right. Uh, we're going to get on, out of here. Uh, thanks to everybody for watching. Thanks to Yahoo for sponsoring the show. Uh, it's a real fun site. Go play over there. And uh, we out, Jeff. Yeah, I'm uh, Justin Van Zuden, the uh, screen name, STL Cardinals 84 in the daily fantasy world. And I've been involved here at Roto Grinders for about five or six years now. Do a lot of stuff with our golf content, uh, which I have a lot of fun with. I also do a lot of uh, MLB content as well, the lineup HQ tags, things of that nature, expert surveys, uh, value rankings, and uh, involved in the media side as well with our Grinders live shows and uh, with our Sirius XM Fantasy Shows. On Friday, May 4th of 2018, I won $100,000 on FanDuel and $25,000 on DraftKings. So it was a great night for me. Yeah, so I just had the one entry into the uh, DraftKings, the $888 buy-in, and I was pretty set that that was going to be my only lineup for the night. Uh, But as we got closer to lineup lock, I was feeling better about the guys that I was on, so I did the FanDuel lineups pretty much last minute and uh, managed 18 entries into that enormous grand slam which had a $44 buy-in with the one magical one that took home first place there are a lot of people out there that think you have to enter 
75, 100, 125 lineups in order to win these big GPPs. And I do enter max enter lineups on occasion, but a lot of times my bigger wins have come from single entries or fewer amounts of entries than a lot of people would expect. And that's part of the reason why this win was so gratifying for me. I had 18 entries on FanDuel, but just the one entry on DraftKings that night, it can be done with lower amounts of entries. Obviously, your risk is less when you have lower entries. That's one thing people often forget about the mass entry. There's a lot of risk involved in that if you don't hit on that particular night. So sure, your odds of winning are lower just in terms of numbers if you have fewer entries, but it also forces you to move to those optimal plays or what you believe are the optimal plays a little more closely. I really liked the Twins on Friday and kind of gained steam on that throughout the day. Uh, They were facing a pitcher from the White Sox by the name of Carson Fulmer who really just didn't have good numbers under the surface. He'd been pitching fairly well, but the advanced stats told a little bit of a different story. Wrote it up pretty much exactly that way in our premium content on Friday as well. Had a blurb in there about how much I like the Twins as kind of a sneaky team that that nobody wanted to target. And everyone liked the Yankees. The Yankees were in a great spot, but I knew that they were going to be extremely highly owned. So I took a stance against the Yankees, played the Twins, and uh, it worked out pretty well. And then Garrett Cole was uh, the pitcher that that I was on. Really liked him, tagged him in our premium content as well on Friday. And every lineup that I did uh, had a, a bunch of Twins batters plus Garrett Cole at pitcher on Friday. And that was the perfect combination. Garrett Cole ended up with 16 strikeouts and a, and a big performance on the mound too. So it was a, it was a great combo. Part of the reason I like doing uh, some of our premium content so much is because it kind of forces you to get an earlier start on your day and getting the research in and getting, you know, getting stuff populated so that the users uh, of the site can see it. And, you know, it really makes me get a head start, whether it's the night before, before I go to bed or first thing in the morning, getting stuff organized and getting my thoughts down uh, in writing a little bit. And then I can kind of examine the other content, of course, Dave Potts and I combined to do the the big MLB article, premium article on the site. I do it on the weekends and he does it during the week. So I know how good he is with the content. I always read his article to see if my thoughts kind of jive with his. And then you can get a pulse for projected ownership throughout the day based on who people are writing up in the expert survey, uh, what our projected ownership tool, it's another valuable premium tool, what that looks like. And, uh, and refine the process that way based on kind of how it looks like other people are thinking for the day as well. So all the stuff kind of in conjunction works great. And then in, if I have time in the afternoons, I'll try to check out the, the Grinders live shows or the crunch time if I'm not, if I'm not on the Sirius XM show myself that night. But uh, really good stuff. And, you know, it's, it's there and available to you, especially for the premium subscribers. And uh, it's kind of silly not to use it when it's there, even though... You know, I like to trust my own research process. There's often things that slip through the cracks and finding those uh, those other nuggets of information with our other content is, is extremely valuable. If you have a spot that you really, really like, don't be afraid to take a stand, even if not a lot of people are going to be on it. I mean, that's part of what gives you leverage in these big tournaments. I really like the Twins. And I just kind of stuck to that. I mean, all the guys were pretty much 5 to 10% owned in most of the contests. And 
Uh, the Yankees guys were 25, 30% owned. And if you're on that highly owned team, you really have to nail everything to, to get it to come together. And uh, don't be afraid to take that stance. I know it's a little unnerving at times, but in those tournaments, that's what gives you the leverage to potentially take them down. And, you know, you can mix and match additional plays from there. Take a stance on a team that you like or a pitcher that you like, even if they're not going to be super popular. And don't feel like you need to cover all the bases. I mean, I use the same pitcher in all my lineups. So giving yourself more opportunities when that pitcher does go off, it just gives you a better chance to take down that top prize than trying to mix mix and match 10 or 15 pitchers. You got to narrow down that player pool and uh, try to find those those diamonds in the rough too that not a lot of people are on and you'd be on your way. It, it frustrates me more often in golf because the tournaments last four days and so I get four days to be mad about the fact that I tinkered with my lineup. So and it always seems to, at least you remember it when it doesn't work out. Maybe it works out occasionally, but it sure seems like it doesn't work out more times than not. So if you think your lineups are finalized, close your lineups tab, you know, close your, your CSV or your Excel file, whatever you're using. Monitor the lineups to make sure things aren't changing or weather's not changing, what have you, and just stick with them once you've got them built. It's it's easy to second guess yourself or really get into the group think, you know, if you're watching shows or talking to other people, uh, but it goes along with those, the other things that I've mentioned, just make sure you stick to your gut. If you've got a stance that you're really high on and uh, more times than not, the, the tinkering will, uh, will hurt you in the long run. So don't be afraid to take that stand and have some uh, intestinal fortitude there and, and you'll be better off for it. Another thing to note is that we're going to be doing another DFS tutorial webinar here in a few weeks. Chris Gimino did one back in April that was immensely helpful to a lot of people. And I'm going to be trying my luck with one of those. We're going to do a tutorial on a multiple or mass lineup building within Lineup HQ. There's a ton of tools, a ton of things available within Lineup HQ that maybe a lot of people don't know about. So we're going to do a webinar on that. That's going to be Friday, May 25th at 2.30 Eastern. We'll do about a 30 to 45 minute webinar uh, with some live Q&A about building multiple lineups within Lineup HQ, whether it's stacking or narrowing down your player pool, your pitchers, your hitters, uh, wherever that may lead us and wherever the questions take us, we'll be uh, going through that. And I will be doing that on Friday, May 25th in the afternoon before our live shows that day. So be sure to check that out and we uh, look forward to it to be a lot of fun. MLB is back, which means so am I. Cheese is good. This season, in addition to my Million Dollar Musings article five days a week, we have tons of new content for premium members. Crunch Time will debut for MLB this season and air five days a week, featuring Kevin Roth as host and weather updates while a rotation of our top MLB experts provide analysis. Chris Gimino will debut a new bi-weekly video featuring lineup recommendations based on our improved premium plate IQ tool. And we have a brand new baseball podcast debuting featuring yours truly, Cheese is Good, teaming up with pros like Sammy Reed, Andy Means, and more. All this plus great new tools and written content will be available exclusively to our premium members.
is going on, Rotor Grinders? Dean here at Dean7904 if you want to get all technical on me. It is 5, 502. Time just changed. 502 on the East Coast, 202 on the West Coast, 402 Tennessee time, which of course we just have on the flagship show here at Rotor Grinders. It is called Grinders Live. It is sponsored by Fantasy Draft. And joining me today, batting first, leading off on the West Coast, the California kid. It's Bob's Lake. What's going on, Bob? How's, uh, how's baseball treating you? It's, uh, it's going well. Nothing too major uh, in terms of big monster victories, but starting off much better than I did last year, so that's always a good thing. Well, tonight is the night to circle the wagons, Bog. N- nobody circles the wagons like Bog's Light in DFS. That's what I've heard. Is that not true? Uh, I don't know how. I, what do you mean by that? You're the Buffalo Bills of DFS? No. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Well, this show got off to a good start. <laughs> That, you know, did you ever heard that phrase before about circling the wagons and rounding? You know, all of a sudden you're gonna. This is DFS. We don't care about yesterday. We don't care about tomorrow. We care about tonight and tonight only. This is your night box. It's gonna happen. It's going down. Sounds good. Grant, are you circling the wagons? How how's life for you as far as DFS these days? I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what circling the wagons means because I know it, I, I'm pretty sure it implies like those those horses back in the day circling the wagons, getting ready to pounce on them. So I guess that means you're ready to kill someone tonight. Uh, I, I don't know. It's just a phrase, man. I don't, what, what, you've never heard somebody say circle the wagons before? I mean, the phrases have meanings. Ring around the rosy is pre- referring to bubonic plague. Yeah, well, sure. I mean, you know, what, okay, it's just, well, what, what, you know what? Well, let's hit the edit button on that one. Sports. Let's take two. Let's start <laughs> the flagship once again. Pretend like didn't, that didn't happen. All right, Grant, how's, uh, how's life been going for you as far as the old MLB and DFS? Have you been sweeping the leg of your opponents? Have you been doing all right? Or, uh, how are you? I've been crushing it over on Fantasy Draft, our sponsor. Great segue. End of story. Well, well that, Doug, what's the segue into? You can't just say great segue and that's it. Because <laughs> our sponsor's Fantasy Draft. How's that not a great segue? Okay, but okay, you plan on crushing there as well, too. That's awesome. Uh, 12 gamer tonight. Uh, this is, I think, our biggest night slate so far this season. Just kind of the way there's been a lot of day games early on. And, of course, now we're, we're done with basketball as far as regular season as well. Uh, Grant, oh, oh, do you want to mention this? Today is the first day of the – there's three different pay increments as far as the Sharp Side app. You've been playing the, the streaks. Uh, tonight, I think, is the first night where you get you paid out, like, 500 fan, fan dollars if you are first. Explain to the people more. I know you've been dabbling with this. I'm not even sure if you're eligible to play, but you've been playing along just for fun. Tell the people what this is, what they're missing out on if they're not playing. Um, if you're over on the sharp side app, you get a streak, you lock in a pick, you make a pick, you lock it in. And the longer you go, the better your streak have the best streak at the end of a specified period that you can find over on the sharp side app. And this current period, you, if you won, you won $500. This next one, you win $500. And the last one, you win $1,000, all FanDuel credit, all free money. All you got to do is swipe left, swipe right. Just pretend it's Tinder, but no sports betting. Get your picks in there. Win some free money. Is that a spoiler alert? Um, something tells me, I, we haven't discussed this. Something tells me you like the ace tonight. Uh, okay. Uh, everyone likes the ace tonight. It's a day ending and why also, but yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's it's a weird slate. We'll dive into it in just a second, but it's 12, you know, 12 gamer, but it feels like the offenses are really, really super concentrated as far as where people are going to, you know, roster their players. Did also want to mention DFS accounting. If you guys uh, are procrastinators like myself, as far as taking a care of your tax, your DFS tax needs, uh, DFS accounting will help you out with that. There will be a link to, you know, a drop in chat as well too. Uh, there's a form post on it. What you have till the 15th? You got three more days if you're scrambling. You haven't quite figured out your taxes. Is that correct? Is my math correct? It's uh, the 15th, right? The grant former accountant. Yeah. Can you confirm yes, that? Yes, that, that is correct. 
Yeah, and I can mail mine out on, on Monday? Yeah, as long as you have it mailed out, it doesn't need to arrive on the 15th. There you go. Uh, DFS Academy. Baseball? You're getting me pissed off over here talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, box, the, the box circling the wagons over there. We, we're, we're trying to circle the wagons in the show. And, uh, you yeah, know, we saw a D-Train in chat. I, usually he copies and pastes, like, things people say on YouTube. I think this is just Devin on his own saying, what the hell is Dean talking about? And that's what you were thinking as well, too. But, box, we did have to satisfy – you know, you got to get a couple of beats in there, get, you know, satisfy the, you know, the big wigs as far as hitting the, uh, the Don't sharp. Don't use the word beat and satisfy in the same sentence. <laughs> Bugs, we will talk tonight's slate. I know you're anxious. There's a lot going on. Uh, again, if you guys are watching us on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. Uh, jump on over here at Rudder Grinders. At some point later on the show, we're going to take a little peek behind our premium window. Uh, or maybe we're just going to, well, we're not exactly sure what we're doing. We're going to do it on the fly. We'll figure it out. Uh, Bugs, your favorite hitter on the slate. This is something we kind of discuss. Uh, pre-show, uh, one of the four or five teams that I think are going to be super popular. Who's your uh, – and you're, of course, a, a tournament guy. This guy screams tournaments. Who's your favorite hitter? Well, you know, it's obviously, uh, you know, Mookie Betts, but I think for, for tournaments, you know, I think the last show I was on with you was just kind of the same spot. You got Joey Gallo, who is, you know, the epitome of a tournament GDP, uh, player. So, yeah, he's a guy that I like. I think he gets a hold of one off buyers who you know likes to th- live up in the zone uh gallo doesn't matter where it's pitched as long as he can make contact uh it's going to travel a long way yeah fires fly ball pitcher gallo fly ball hitter uh as far as fly balls last year close to the top if not the most as far as fly ball percentage uh as far as homers last season or if you include this season 2018 and 2019 mike fires has averaged what 1.62 homers per nine and, of course, sometimes he's protected by a better ballpark than he's protected by tonight in Texas. Uh, Grant, I know you're on Oakland, but uh, how do you feel about Texas? You're side, mainly Joey Gallo. I mean, it's fires, and he's playing not over in Oakland. He's playing in a good hitter's ballpark. Of course, he's going to give up some bombs. I don't know how many people are going to be on Texas because there's, what, six teams with over a five implied total today. So I really like Texas, and realistically, there's a lot of different ways that you can stack it up, so – Gallo is a fantastic play and could easily end up with two bombs here. It's going against a low strikeout pitcher. So, yeah, Texas is very much in play today. Yeah, I mean, we talk about Gallo's tendency to, uh, you know, swing and miss a ton. But against against Fires, I think he's going to see the ball. He's going to hit the ball. You talk about GBPs. You play him in the game, right? If he strikes out, whatever, so be it. Strikeout, pop up, it all means the same. But his upside is immense. Uh, talk about Chris Davis. Talk about Crush. He's going to be super popular there, Grant, on the other side for Oakland. Picking on Smiley, uh, great ballpark jump, obviously. We saw how hot they are coming out of Baltimore, and this is a team that's fully taking advantage of playing in positive ballparks, which they're not used to playing uh, out there in Oakland. Uh, locked in for nine, great ballpark. Chris Davis is absolutely mashing. That lineup looks beautiful. Uh, where, where are you at as far as the A's? I mean, I love them. I love them with an undying passion. Um, they're going to be one of the highest-owned teams today, and I think it's justified. But, like, the main thing is it's not just a straight-up, you go one through four here with them. So that's the nice part. They're going to be high-owned, but you can realistically go with Simeon. You can go with every single person in the entire lineup. And so it's an easy way to differentiate your stacks a little bit. Go with Profar, go with Legley, like, over on FanDuel where you don't have to roster a catcher. You can go so many different ways with this stack here because everyone pretty much has power, one through seven, and then Legley and uh, Liriano, or whatever his name is, uh, both could potentially crush value here. So it's a good stack, and I don't think it's going to be as highly owned as it should be because of the Yankees and the Red Sox today. 
um, which I think are much worse stacks, even though they have a higher implied total. Yeah, I want to talk about the Yankees in a second. Hold that thought off because I know you want to talk about Giolito. And uh, is that kind of where you're at, Boggs, as far as the most popular? You know, of course, I haven't pulled up our ownership projections, but I would imagine it would kind of speak to that. The Oakland-Texas game, Boston picking on David Hess, who's dreadful in a great ballpark, uh, a positive ballpark, not the best ballpark for homers, but good for everything else. Uh, and the Yankees against Giolito, who, you know, prized prospect, but he's been uneven. He was dreadful last year. This year he's like, you know, one good start, one bad start. Is that where you suspect most of the ownership's going to fall? Yeah, and just to kind of circle the wagons. Yes, I uh, brought it back. What, there it what, is. What what uh, Grant was saying uh, in terms of di- differentiating with the A's, uh, like you can look and you know get excited. I mean, you know, Fandles and maybe a different story, but you can see, okay, Canha, yeah, he's batting second, he can hit bombs, but he's a guy that's certainly a candidate to get pinch hit for. Uh-huh. Same with Pinder, but Pinder's, you know, kind of been playing his way into a bigger role with that, within that offense. But, you know, if you wanted to differentiate potentially leaving off Canha, even though at the same time, if that stat goes off, I see no no need for them to, to pinch hit for him. I'm just, uh, you know, just throwing that out there. Yeah, so you're throwing that out there. That's something that I'm concerned with, especially when I make cash lineups. And for tournaments, do you not care about the prospect of getting pinch hit for? Because it only takes one swing to justify that roster spot. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, I want more than one swing. Um, yeah. So it, it, it is something to, to, to deal with. I haven't really made my mind up yet. But, uh, you know, on a site like Vandal, where you're limited to four batters, Canha, um, I'm using more as a one-off if I need some value. Uh, and I think I'm using some of the guys I expect to be in there all nine innings uh, for my let me, let me ask you this, Fox. You're a tournament guy. I, I don't pretend to be the tournament expert when it comes to baseball. I certainly dabble for sure. And, I've had a, w- a few wins here and there, but it's just not my forte. Um, so it, stacking just just a full stack of Oakland, a full stack of Texas, a full stack of New York, full stack of Austin, a double stacks, maybe like three, three, two. Like, what's your approach? Because obviously, you know, the ownership's going to be heavy in those four teams to some degree. Uh, what do you think the best route is? I know it's a general question, but as far as this slate specifically, how do you attack that? Uh, well, you know, there is, uh, unlike the last couple of days, uh, there is – you know, an ace up at the top that I, that I want to pay up for. So it, it's likely, you know, especially now that, you know, fantasy draft, DraftKings, they've, you know, softened up their pricing. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit more manageable to, to get a full stack with, you know, one of the top pitchers, um, but you've got to find some value bats. And fortunately there's, there's plenty of them out there. Um, and that's, that, that's the way I'm probably going out about it today. Do you have a thought on that, Grant? Like, how do you how do you how are you how do you make yourself different if you're just playing the stack uh, the stacks that are popular? Don't play one through four. I mean, that's super simple. I mean, over one of my favorite stacks today is a four, six, seven, eight stack of one of these teams that's not even going to be that heavily owned. That's Davis, Piscotti, Profar, nope. Lorenzo. Nope, nope. And that All team's right. going to be heavily owned. Right. I, w- I was being presumptuous. It was it's Boston. Houston. No. Devers, no. Okay. Well, you know what? We have a stack <laughs> section later on the show, Grant. Let's tease the people and make them stick around to, to hear that answer because I'm, I'm going to stick around too. I was I was considering leaving early, not feeling particularly well, but now I'm, I'm curious what you're going to throw at me as far as your stacks. Uh, Bob's, you mentioned uh, there was a pitcher at the top you want to spend up for. I presume that will be Carlos Carrasco? Yep. I'm a big fan of Carrasco. Always have been. Um, you know, the matchup, I think it's, it's one where I think people could – easily talk themselves out of, you know, they say, ah, the Royals, they're not the same Royals, you know, team that sucks. But in my opinion, they are. I think they're just kind of overrated 
obviously at that top of that lineup, you know, you've got Maryfield who's hitting the ball well and Mondesi, and then Gordon who's always a tough out. But after that, there's a lot of strikeouts to be had. And if Carrasco can, you know, limit the damage from Maryfield and Mondesi, um, he could, you know, potentially, you know, break the slate in terms of, you know, if you don't have him, you paid him, uh, who else, you know, is going to come up, you know, with that same total. I'm sure, well, Grant, you, you, I'm sure you have some answers as far as some options. And yeah, like you said, just kind of reference that I pulled up the plate IQ, uh, the matchup here, Carrasco versus Royals. And like you said, uh, you know, you got Owings, you got Maldonado, uh, Lucas Duda, Dozier, O'Hearn, Soler, Mondesi, all these guys are in the red as far as striking out as a whole. They strike out 24.4% the last, uh, well, this year and last year combined. Uh, Grant, what is your response to Carrasco? Because there is there is a bunch of guys that are like, worthy pivots but like they all kind of sort of have holes in them that, that's sort of where i'm at uh what's your thought as far as pitching i don't think i'm using too much carrasco which is super ballsy on my end um we saw what pittsburgh does against lefties so i'm interested in corbin uh we've seen what the white Sox do against lefties so i'm interested in half erod's going against baltimore which we've seen what they do against everyone because they're terrible arietta versus miami is a little bit less interesting and then just paying down Balls out. Lucas Giolito is not going to garner too much ownership because Vegas lines scare everyone away. Well, it's not just Vegas lines; it's team totals, and the Yankees have a team total of six, which is kind of weird because that Yankee how, line. It's, how are team totals derived? Is it from Vegas lines? Yeah, yeah, I assume. So, yeah, never mind. You didn't even catch on. Oh, because that's what you said. Yeah. Well, I was just sort of you know I was I was doing the math for the people just in case they couldn't piece it together themselves. You know, I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, I like to think our, our our viewers are a little bit smarter than that, Dean. Well, I mean, if anybody knows how to circle the wagons, it's definitely our viewers for sure. Uh, if you guys are playing the drinking game at home, uh, you know, it's going to be a long night. <laughs> <laughs> it's Friday. Uh, it doesn't matter. But that Yankee lineup is like, you know, it's it's we're afraid of laundry, right? Brett Gardner is kind of sort of, I mean, he's not the guy he once was. I will say like Gilito's terrible holding on runners. I believe he allowed the most all bases all. And all baseball last year, like 27, 28 or so, not that Gardner is Billy Hamilton, but if he gets on base, he's a, a stolen base threat. Judge and Voight, obviously plenty of pop. Torres is fine. Bird, you know, he could pick on that right field line, that short porch, but like LeMahieu is whatever, fine. Frazier, Urshela, Romine. It's not this big, scary lineup in Gilito, uh, and there is some K's in there. Uh, I, I don't know why I'm selling him for you. Uh, I'm just kind of giving the Gilito sales pitch, and I don't think I'm going there like on a one pitcher site, but on a two pitcher site to kind of open things up on fans draft on, on DK. I don't, I don't mind some G too. And I guess it's kind of a leverage play too, because the Yankees are going to be somewhat popular. Yeah. They're going to be very popular. And just look like what, what in Giolito's numbers. I mean, I get, he was terrible for a large portion of last year and kind of gets off the rails occasionally walks a decent amount of guys, but the hard hit numbers are a bit higher this year than they were last year. What we're really worried about is walks and, Outside of Gardner, Judge, and Voight, I mean, who walks at even a decent rate? No one really. Like, none of these guys are that patient of hitters. G. Lito, as long as he's throwing in the zone, he's got a 26% K rate this year, and we've seen him just absolutely crush teams when he's on last year. He's 5.5K on a slate where there's not really a whole lot of guys I want to pay down on. Like, are we really going to use, what, Bettis, LeBlanc, Stanek? Obviously not. Hess. Miley, uh, do we want to use any of these guys? No, and G. Lito's pretty much the cheapest starting pitcher of the bunch. 
and no one's going to play him. And he has literally the upside of every, of every single pitcher on the slate outside of like two or three. Also well, got my biggest downside. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, you know, if you're not first, you're last. Ricky Bobby's yeah, style, right? No, I agree. I agree. I mean, it's, it's, it's a situation I don't really want to. I know he's highly touted, and he certainly has a lot more potential than some of these other guys. But, you know, the problem for me, what I think, you know, just in my opinion, is that it's between his ears. Um, you know, you can have the potential. You can have the live fastball. Uh, you know the movement on your pitches but you don't actually know how to execute that's when you end up with a 15 percent what strikeout rate which something crazy like he had um he's he's definitely got a lot of risk it's it's but i do agree with everything grant said that he has if anyone uh, in that range uh any upside it's it's definitely him yeah, I mean, the great uh, Mike Scott, right? He said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. I'm probably going to fire a couple of G-Lizzes out there just kind of open things up. Oh, and the the K-rate was, what, that was a Mike Scott? Michael Scott from the, the paper company? That was Wayne Gretzky. Well, you've got the end of the quote. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> Correct, there you go. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, much appreciated on that. Uh, so do you agree, Boggs? Like, we're not playing Gilito. I'll tell you somebody who's kind of sorted somewhat interesting. Uh, you know, it, it, it's kind of crummy down there, but Drew Pomerantz against the Rockies, the worst, you know, ballpark jumper. I guess the ballpark, uh, you know, what's a negative jump? A dip, I guess you can say. Uh, Boggs, any interest in Pomerantz versus Rockies going, playing in San Fran? You know, it's uh... – I guess a little bit, um, but, you know, I think you could even easily maybe make a case for the other side with Bettis because at least, you know, with Pomeranz, what I'm afraid of is he's just going to go out there and walk guys. Um, he's definitely, you know, not, you know, that established pitcher that we saw a few years back, but with Bettis, at least you know what you're going to get. You're going to get a guy going up there and throwing strikes. There's nothing worse than, you know, sweating out game to the, to the last game of the night. And then you see Pomeranz out there, you know, shitting the bed. Uh, but Bettis, yeah, he could get blown up. There's not a lot of upside there. But if anyone in that game, I think I might lean towards him. But I don't, I don't really want to go there. But you know, what are the chances of Bettis showing you the money? The dude's got like a 15% K rate. Like you, the upside basically is he's, he's just getting a bunch of ground outs and pop-ups for a terrible San Francisco team. And he goes six and strikes out like four and grabs a W, which is possible, perfectly fine. Um, but, it's, I mean, obviously you would take that, but, you know, it's it's hard to get excited about rostering him, I guess is what I'm saying. Well, I mean, I know that Pomeranz was banged up last year, but as a uh, – he, he's got a lower swing strike rate than Chad Bettis did. Yeah, well, it's the last he's back up this year. You know, that's not encouraging? I, I just – I think, you know, if in, in that situation – I don't want to be there, uh, but I, I would I would just lean with Bettis. We kind of just worked our way over. Uh, was it, Well, Erod, you talked about, Grant. Like, he's got to throw strikes. That's my concern. Is he going to throw – He throws strikes. He throws strikes. He throws a lot of strikes. He does walk a decent amount of guys. And I get that he's had walk problems this year, but most of the time it's – those walks come from him having eight, nine pitch at bats. It's why he doesn't go late into games. But – if he's throwing strikes, then the Baltimore Orioles are going to swing at him. If he's not throwing strikes, 
the Orioles are still going to swing at him. Look at the walk rates on this team. They're not fantastic. They weren't fantastic last year. This is one of the few lineups that's just going to swing away, and you're not really worried about any walks versus a lefty. So he, he can strike guys out, and he can walk guys, but these are not the type of bats that are going to walk. I love Erod today, and let me get my stance on Pomerantz real quick. Don't play him over on DK. Play him instead of Giolito over on FanDuel. I have a lot of yeah. Pomerantz over there because the price is just right considering it. The price is right just considering he's in San Fran. Any pitcher in San Fran at that price is probably fine. But the fact that he actually has some strike outside, he looks a little bit like he did two years ago before he was derailed by injuries. So he can drastically outpay his price tag. I love Pomeranz on FanDuel, not touching him at all over on DK. But Erod, he's going against the Orioles. They swing freely. They don't walk a whole lot. They're not great versus lefties. They weren't great versus lefties last year. Erod's one of the better players on the slate. Bob's, uh, what's your take as far as Erod? He feels like a guy like you would just would be really annoyed watching because he, you know. Oh, oh yeah, it's the worst. But at the same time, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm a tournament player, and you know, he's definitely a guy. You know, I said Carrasco. Um, you know, I think he's obviously safe, but you know, Rodriguez could break could could definitely break the slate at his price. Um, it's going to pr- probably be highly owned, but you know, he's a guy I wouldn't mess around with in cash games, even in this matchup, because he. You know, kind of like Pomeranz oftentimes beats himself. Um, but he's, you know, he's in a, in a good spot, and I'm going to play him in tournaments. Speaking of the Grant's point, I pulled up the, the plate IQ there as far as uh, this Baltimore team and taking walks versus lefties. And uh, Grant's right. Uh, begrudgingly, I will concede. Uh, Grant is correct here, uh, with the exception of their eight and nine hitters, who have 14%, 15% walk rates. And collectively, as a team, at 7.9%. Smith doesn't walk. Alberto doesn't walk. We're talking about like six and five and four percent uh, walk rates there. I mean, certainly higher than Williams Studio, but still not uh, not a team that's going to be patient for sure. Before we move on from pitching, if you have anybody else, uh, feel free there, Boggs. But I think we need to get a take on Corbin. Well, for me, it's just it's weather. So I, I think he's in, in a great spot. I mean, uh, you look at that uh, that Pirates lineup. Uh, I don't really take into what uh, you know. Uh, what's his name did Quintana did yesterday because uh, that was just a strange situation with weather that I think both teams just wanted to get the hell out of Chicago um, but with Corbin you just look at this Pirates lineup it's ugly but at the same time there's weather concerns and it really I think this is probably the worst game as far as weather um, so it's just a situation where I think you're going to have to monitor uh, but I still like uh, I like Carrasco much more either way yeah, it's a good time to say tune in to Crunch Time. Uh, of course, that's for premium members. If you guys are premium members, you know Crunch Time goes down 6.15 on the East Coast, all the way up the lock. They answer all your questions, talk about uh, the slate as a whole. You got uh, It's a three-man booth. Roth, of course, will be all with the weather. He'll be updating it throughout the show, all the way up the lock time. Uh, and I believe it is – oh, it's Cheese and Mr. Tuttle. So there you go. You got three three uh, three-man booth tonight as far as baseball going down. And uh, anything else that's worth uh, mentioning here as far as pitchers, Grant, or shall we move on and go around the horn? I mean, I think we got – if you really want to buy into this year's numbers, you can look at Thornton, but I would highly suggest against that. Um, and, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, Grant. Favorite catcher tonight? Favorite catcher tonight? Oh, go to Boggs first. <laughs> and it's kind of a trick question. You got Real Muto with revenge, Boggs. You excited? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, he's probably glad to get the hell out of Miami. Yeah, so thank uh, you, game. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's kind of slim pickings as it usually is at catcher. It's, it's one that I'm probably going to be spending down. 
Uh, if there's one guy that stands out, Torino's. Is he in the lineup? Because I know that wasn't uh, out be- well, before he we went on the air. Let's see. Not official just yet as far as Houston, but if he's in there, but he's 3.6K on DK. Of course, you don't need the roster catchers anywhere else. You can, but you don't need to. Uh, Torino's is an option there picking on Le- uh, LeBlanc if you want to go for that. Uh, I have no issue with the catchers in, in Texas. I know they're batting eight and nine respectively, but whatever. Like, you just want to punt and move on. Uh, Ramos is fine versus Kyle Wright. I have no issue with that. Romuto, if you have the salary. Mike Zanino, if you're shooting for a homer, I know he's been an absolute disaster of a great ballpark jump, and Zanino's just got to hit the ball. He strikes out a ton, but he makes contact. He usually is hit pretty hard. Uh, if you're stacking Boston, sure, you can put Vasquez in there. McCann, lefty master, so they say. Uh, he's super cheap there against Jay Happ. We did talk about Jay Happ. He's in play for sure, too. Didn't mean to ignore him. But... I mentioned him, Dean. Well, you mentioned him in passing, right? We didn't, you just kind of said, eh, Happ's playing. That's because we don't want to spend 50 minutes on pitchers, Dean. This is a different show. We didn't. We, we're done. We're done with pitchers. I mean, if, if it comes up it. organically through the chat, if they, if they ask about a pitcher, then we'll talk about him. But now we're good, I think. Quit wasting time, Dean. You're the one that can't name a catcher. Quit wasting time, Dean. Okay, Grant, who's your favorite catcher? I gave you. I stalled and mentioned like seven dudes. I thought. Wilson Ramos. Thank time you. Saver. Go. <laughs> All right, Grant. Guess what you have to do now? Name first baseman. Yeah. Moreland's a chalk, but that's rightfully so. He's probably your cash game guy. Um, you can play him in tournaments, but he's going to be crazy high owned. So. I don't know if you really want to. Healy is an interesting guy to me. Um, not many people are going to be on the Mariners today. And, I mean, he's batting seventh in the order. There's multiple first basemen on that team, so likely lower his ownership. I know he has third base eligibility too. But he's definitely in play as a one-up. Justin Smoke isn't the worst idea in the world. It's not a great matchup, but it is over in Toronto, and no one's playing the Toronto bats there. Outside of them, I mean, I'm really not a huge fan of anyone, but – Jesus Aguilar is 3,500, and I don't care if he's going against Urias. He's probably only going to be in there for five innings. So if you want to take a shot on him, go ahead. Yeah, two other pitchers we didn't mention. Julio Rios, I think he's a great talent, but I'm with you. I just don't think he's going to pitch long enough. But the, the price is just not where it should be based upon the expected innings. He could be very good in those expected innings. And the same same deal as far as Christopher Paddock. But uh, I don't know why his asking price is so much. He's a young kid. He's got a great arm, but. I just don't see him pitching too deep, so I'm probably not going to play those guys. Uh, Boggs, what do you have in first base? Well, I just can't believe that, you know, Grant mentioned six first baseman and didn't even mention his boy Hoskins. Yeah, what happened, I mean, Grant? that's a given. You know that's a given every single day. He's the best play every single slate. I don't want to be redundant. Are you going to tell me to play Trout when Trout's on the board? <laughs> Nobody yeah. circles the wagons like Reese Hoskins. That's, all, that's just, you know, I don't know if you know that. It's just, it's just a known thing. I think the circles of the wagons refers to defense. So. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody Google what that means. It's, it, it's, it's talking about in the old West when wagons used to circle to protect. Well, I think it means from, like route. You know, if you're if things are going poorly, uh, nobody rallies. Like if they like, look for protection, get defensive, get ready for an attack. From the old West days, where they would circle their wagons for protections from Native Americans. Well, how does this relate to the Buffalo Bills? bills were back in the day buffaloes are dying out because of hunting you've never heard chris bourbon say nobody circles the wagons like the buffalo bills like a thousand times i have but i don't remember things in my old age okay fair enough I, and i thought boggs was gonna say i can't believe you named six first baseman you didn't name marcana how did that not happen or did i, did I mishear him you didn't say marcana did you 
Well, no, but I explained why I might not be using him tonight. Uh, a guy I like if you're looking for some value. Um, I know he's at the bottom of the order and really hasn't done a whole lot, but Tyler White, I think he can get a hold of one tonight. Yeah, again, that lineup's not officially out, projected to be in the six hole. Uh, what about Mitch? What about Morrowind? I Boggs, I don't like playing lefties in, in Fenway. It's just like a thing because it's not, it's good for singles, good for doubles. It's not good for homers, obviously. Well, if you pull it, it is. It's, well, yeah, if you hit the, hit the pole, but what's the odds of that? Well, Morland's just, he's a good hitter. He can go the opposite way. Um, he can, he can punch one off the monster, but yeah. uh, he's just in a spot where he's going to get a lot of RBI opportunities. You don't have to be concerned, always so concerned with just, you know, a home run. Um, you know, he can get a couple doubles and, you know, he's protected in the lineup well, and he should have a lot of guys on base. I, I like the Serrano's. I want the Pedro Serrano's. I want the guys that can do it on their own. And I'm not sure if Morland can do it on his own, but like you said, you know, Boston's projected to score over six runs as per, you know, I don't know if you know this Grant, but if you use the Vegas lines, that's how they kind of figure that out. Um, all right. Uh, oh, did we not mention Voight and Bird, like on the Yankees? Is at least guys not in play for you, Bob? Isn't this guy get struck out four times by Giolito? Why would you play him? Well, that's probably not. I mean, that seems like an unlikely scenario. I, you know, mean, I, I, I have the Yankees in my top five stacks. Who, do you, oh, if you're, who are you playing if, you're, if you only play one? I guess you're probably chopping them up. It would be Voight. Keystone, Boggs, the Keystone position. Of course, I'm going to ask you. Second base, who do you have for me? Yeah, you know, it's uh, – it's it's a situation where I think a lot of people might gravitate towards uh, Rugnet Odor. If there's anyone in that Texas lineup that just, you know, anecdotally at the top of my head that might struggle, it might be Odor. I mean, he's a guy that hits a lot of pop-ups. You can see him getting un, a little bit hot, too under some of the ones off fires, but he's still in play. Uh, I, I like Cano. I like his price. Yeah, for some reason, Cano all season long, he's like the one guy that's been too cheap on, on DK and fans draft as well. And uh, you mentioned Odor. I think he might be one of the most popular players on the slate just because of the position and he's in and the asking price there against Fires. He's just too cheap. And for sure, he's an interesting fade in tournaments. Great. What say you as far as Odor, Cano? You have Sony behind secret door number three? I mean, Cano and Odor are the top two cash game plays probably outside of maybe yeah. two if you have the money. Uh, good tournament guy is going to be pro far batting in the seventh hole he's finally expensive enough on FanDuel where people aren't going to automatically include him in their stack and he's still a very good hitter uh Pinder Profar you talked about there of course in the Oakland game and the interesting thing about those Oakland guys they all have like position versatility uh, on DK which is important uh Kana's first base outfield Pinder's second base outfield Profar first base second base which may lead to those stacks to be even a little more popular just kind of one-offs being more popular on the Oakland side Anybody off the board as far as second base, Grant? I thought you said Profar. He's not, is he off the board? He's on he's, the board. He's batting seventh, and he's not that cheap. I surveyed 100 people, and he was like number six on my family feed board tonight. So, yeah. I mean, he's, 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 not he's projected at 5% ownership, Dean. Is that not good enough for you? Do you need someone at 1% ownership? Quit getting greedy. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a Brandon Lau as an off-the-board play. He's got some sneaky pop there for, ta- for Tampa batting cleanup. Yo, you mean the guy that's projected at 6% ownership, one more than Profar? <laughs> you idiot. Take it up with Jamino, okay? <laughs> you take it up with Jamino. You're the one with the problem. <laughs> Gliber Torres, any interest in Gliber? This guy's going to strike out. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Gilito's not going to strike out. Gilito has like, what, seven, like a 16 17% K rate. 
very good. I mean, this year he's got a 26% K rate. Second half of last year, I think he's closer to 19. And starts where he actually has control, he's closer to 27. Wait, you have a starts where he actually has control? You, you did the splits on that? I mean, there's, what, seven starts of the second half of last year where he had negative points. Uh, he had six that had over 20, including one this year. So seven in those seven starts, I think he had a 28% K rate. In uh, 2018 and 2019, his K percentage is 16.7% uh, for what it's worth. And in 2019 alone, it's 27%. Okay. Well, I mean, Boggs, I don't know about you, but it's I tend to like yield seven the innings. Do you, Boggs, do you, like, do you yield in the bigger sample or the smaller sample? Which, which? Uh, yeah, I'm going to start with you on that one, Dean. I, I mean, I don't get so you're So, <laughs> Dean, let me tell, are you telling me you're going to play Chris Sale because 2019 is irrelevant? <laughs> I, Chris Sale's not on the slate. It's DFS. All we care about is tonight. But, uh, you know, so I'm not playing Chris Sale. You're correct. Not happening. Mm -hmm. Well, you should be playing Giolito instead. He's going to outscore Chris Sale. Maybe. <laughs> Wait, whose name did I mispronounce? Chief is saying I said, uh, did I say Torres' name wrong? Who else? He said everyone. That, that implies I've, I've, I've mispronounced a couple dudes. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you have. You're circling the wagon right now. I'm, I have to circle the wagon. It's going to rally the troops here. Uh, hot corner box. Start us off third base. What do you have for me? Uh, I like Chapman. So does everybody. That's the problem. Yeah. Um... I don't care. I like him. I'm going to play him. If he's 40%, 30% owned, I don't know the numbers. I'm just, cool. I'm just pulling that out of the butt. But, um, you know, at what point were you saying you could fade anybody, obviously, in tournaments? Yeah, but at, this, go over at the same time, we talked about it. There's ways that you can differentiate your A stacks. Um, so, yeah, I mean, outside of him, you know, I don't really have anything off the wall in terms of third base tonight. It's pretty straightforward. I like Devers, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's, you know, uh, and then you, there's, you know, as Dribble Cabrera, he's in play. Yeah. Uh, what do you have for Grant as far as the, the hot corner third base? I mean, what he said, and then Healy and McNeil are both very good plays at third base. McNeil's probably going to draw a decent amount of ownership batting first, but people rarely play that much of the Mets. Healy's going to be sub 1% owned possibly. So, Healy. What's McNeil? I don't think, I, I think you're wrong on McNeil as far as being popular. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think people really know who he is. I mean, but he's batting first. Uh, you haven't seen the lineup, probably. Well, I mean, Curtis Granderson's batting first. He's not going to be popular. Yeah, Curtis Granderson's batting first in a bad hitter's ballpark against a good pitcher. <laughs> I mean, I can I can come with another example, probably. But yeah, it's I, I get it. I think you know he's he's a guy most people don't know. He's actually a pretty good stick. And Kyle Wright is like who do, we don't know what we're going to expect out of Kyle Wright. But I, I like uh, I think the Mets are kind of interesting, and I like McGill a, a good bit, and I. I didn't think it'd be popular at all, but for sure, like I want Chapman first, but you know, then the ownership game and you're kind of like jumping around. Jose Ramirez box. Is he somebody we're playing and we're thinking he's playing their injury or what? Yeah, that's, that's one where I'm probably not going to pull the trigger on him. I think he'll be fine. He could be a little bit banged up, but it's just a ballpark thing for me. And it's not a match to be afraid of. But he's a guy that hits a lot of wall scrapers and you go into Kaufman. I know the wind's blowing out a little bit. And it's just a scenario where I just don't see him, you know, going yard. And sure, like I mentioned with, with Moreland, you know, he's still up in there at the top of that order. He does RBIs. He can pay off. But uh, I'm probably taking the wait-and-see approach until he gets back home. Great. You got anybody else here? You want to talk about shortstops? We can talk about shortstop. And please confirm for chat that we are still best friends. Yeah. Well, does this sound like we're yelling at each other? 
I mean, does it sound like we're being hostile towards each other? <laughs> I don't know. People always assume that we hate each other, but me and Dean are best friends. We we shared pudding together, which means something. It does mean to me. It does. I mean, uh, for me, I would think I'll put you on the top three list, but that's a whole other conversation for another show. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, we're, we're good. <laughs> Short stop. <laughs> what do you got for me? Um, Seager's a little bit too cheap. Um, Rosario's batting second. He did have a home run last night, so people might actually be on him a little bit. He's currently projected for way too low ownership, but I expect some people actually go with him. But overall, he's a pretty good darn good play at that price tag, batting second in that order. Outside of them, like, shortstop's a tough position today. I mean, Bogarts is going to be super chalky. Stimian's going to be fairly chalky. Like, if you want to go even moderately off the board, I guess the most off the board that's actually a good play and a decent cash play is Elvis Andres, and he's just 4.2K. He's batting against Fires. Fires can give up a lot of hard contact. He doesn't strike a whole lot of guys out. He's going to draw a moderate amount of ownership, but probably not as much as Simeon and probably not as much as Bogarts. Uh, no Dodgers lineup just yet. For what it's worth, Seager left last game with a hamstring, so I'm not certain if we'll be back tonight. Just going to keep an eye on that, obviously. Bog, shortstops. Uh, I like all those guys you mentioned, uh, and, uh, you know, kind of add it i think you can look to that game in seattle for a couple good short stops namely correa yeah houston's gonna be kind of lost in this late aren't they i hope they are i'm gonna have them i think it's a game that's gonna feature a lot of runs yeah i mean i don't know if they're gonna be that lost they have what a four seven implied total well i mean the lineup's not out just yet it's a west coast game people like immediacy they want they want instant you know instant gratification they don't want to wait till 10 o'clock on the east coast to see other stack i mean but there's also guys that are in the lineup that are at keystone positions, as you would say. Oh, and I like, say. You have Correa, Bregman, and Altuve and Springer. You want a you want an offense where you know most of the runs are coming from four or five players. So those guys are all very, very good players. So stacking them up, a lot of people are gonna have interest in that because they're all very good. And if you play Giolito, you can fit them in pretty easy. Yes. I guess my thought is that I like, think Texas, Oakland, uh, Boston, and the Yankees are all ahead of them. And then, you, I mean, there's 24 teams playing, and you only have 100% to divvy up, so no? I mean, only one of those actually has a decent second baseman, and realistically, all the shortstops aren't fantastic. You know, I have many stacks where you can just take a second, first, second, third short, and then stack up outfielders with a catcher. You mentioned outfielders, Grant. Uh, tell me this. We're, we're running a short in time. I didn't mean to cut you off, but uh, how do you decipher between rostering Mookie Betts, Chris Davis, like Aaron Judge, J.D. Martinez? Like, those guys are all in amazing spots. Do you have somebody clearly above the rest, or it's just like you're doing, I'm going to stack this, I'm going to stack that, hopefully once that goes off? Thought process here. I mean, for cash, I think it's Betts or J.D. For tournaments, Chris Davis is going to be crazy high owned, but he's the guy with more – double dong upside than bets and probably about the same as Martinez with slightly lower ownership. And he's been crushing lately. If I were Derek cardio, I'd say hot streaks aren't a thing, but he's on a hot streak. Uh, so, I mean, realistically, any of them are fine. If you want to pivot off of them, we already mentioned it. Gallo is the same price uh, as Chris Davis and a hundred cheaper than JD Martinez. He's going to draw significantly less ownership. And if he gets two hits, then that means he has two home runs. It's simple math. I got one. I think Judge is like a one-off. I think people are either playing Judge in their stacks or they're not playing Judge. What do you think of that, uh, that there, Boggs? Uh, I, I don't really have a strong take either way. Okay. I don't mind Judge. Um, 
I mean, I only asked you because I know Grant's just going to say he's going to strike out three times. Yeah, but, yeah, that was a smart move. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what, do you have a thought here, Boggs, as far as the, the outfitters up top? Uh, I, I agree with everything Grant said. It's, it's uh, if you're playing a cash game, you certainly go with Mookie Betts. If you can't squeeze in a Chris Davis or a Gallo with him, I wouldn't play Gallo in cash games. But no, um, you know, I'm a tournament guy, so yeah, that's why I, I like that game. Um, everyone should, but. Betts is obviously the more consistent player, and he's obviously the better player. Give me, uh, give me some cheapies or some guys off the board that you're going to be playing in the outfield. In outfield. That's one I hadn't got around to. Why don't you ask Brant that? Brant? Piss, Scotty. Can't huh? Basically just Oakland guys. Um, but if you want a balls-out play, uh, you can go with Keon Broxton, uh, batting seventh for the Mets. And Guy actually has a decent amount of power. The problem is always that he strikes out a whole lot. Yeah. But he's not really going up against a high strikeout pitcher. He's a decent ground ball guy. and Broxton's a ground ball hitter, but he's also a guy with huge amounts of power that, like, it only takes one swing to pay off. He's not going to have high ownership because who wants to play a seven-hitter? It only takes one swing to justify the roster, uh, justify the roster spot. I feel like I've heard that in this show once. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, we're circling the wagon here. We're talking about the same thing. We're circling the wagon. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and he also has got – he has wheels too. Like if he, if he doesn't bang out a homer, if he gets like – Yeah, a pinch run and got a steal last night. Yeah, Bobby gets it. Bobby's in chat. He knows. He taught me about Broxton. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you weren't aware of Deion Broxton until Bobby had to, had to point him out to you? I was aware about him, but he taught me about him. I was aware of Matt, but I didn't know much about it until I was taught it. Fair enough. Or about the phrase circling the wagons. I wasn't aware of what it meant until I Googled it. I will say Chu is a little bit too cheap, depending on where you're looking. He seems pretty reasonable there against Fires. Mazar is kind of cheap as well, too. We talked about Gallo. And, like, all those guys in Oakland are in play for sure. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's any other outfielders that kind of pop for me. Eh, I mean, you're getting Blackman really, really cheap. But, you know, it's hard to get excited about that ballpark, obviously. Is there anything else in your box as far as out for Benintendi? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's not really cheap. Uh, yeah. That's not really sneaky. Yeah, maybe some of the Cleveland outfielders, you know, Bowers, you know, and he's Martin. Yeah. If you're looking for some value. There's not much there. It's, it seems like outfield's a space water. Billy McKinney is super cheap. Yeah, he's another candidate, by the way, potential hook right there, Boggs. Uh, he might, if a lefty comes in, he might get out of that game quickly. I don't really, I don't, I don't think so. Well, we're we're with the Rays, where we know Righty's starting for an inning or two, and then Trinos is coming in, so he's got at least seven good innings in him. Let's, uh, we're, you know, we're all key, uh, we're behind on time. You guys wouldn't believe us. We're behind on time. We're doing a quick screen share. I wanted to show we we reference it all the time. I wanted to show the the lineup screen that we yeah, here at Rotor Grinders and uh, different things you can do with it. Uh, I actually have the I have the fantasy draft up uh, right now and. You have all the lineups. You got the weather. You got the team totals that me and Grant were talking about. There, there's a six total for the Yankees, uh, despite the fact that lineup doesn't look particularly appealing. Uh, just, just like weather graphic for what it's worth, and as far as you know where the wind direction is going, uh, hour by hour precipitation. Of course, the diamond in the rough stuff that's much more detailed uh, as far I as that. Diamond in the rough or diamond in the rough? I said that dive would... into the dive into the rough stuff. Like you know, Roth no. is the chief meteorologist I... here at Rotor Grinders. I prefer diamond in the rough. Because he's, he's a gem. <laughs> I just love that he's chief meteorologist. Like, who is he beating out? Like, who else is he's chief by default? Oh, oh man, I know about cumulus clouds. Don't you worry. 
<laughs> Are you the understudy just in case he can't go? I think I'm I, I think I'm I'm third up. I'm 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 the emergency understudy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so a couple people. Yeah, what do you think of this game? It's wet. It's wet. I don't know what that means, but it's wet. Um yeah, it also it's kind of cool, like, okay, I need an outfielder and I have uh 8k left. So you can move these uh, little these what is it? What are these things called? Scrollers? There's a term for this, an industry term. I don't know, Grant, help me out with this. But AK left, I need an outfielder. You click on outfield and say, oh, now they all kind of sort of disappear. Uh, you see who's left. Oh, you got Brett Gardner who might get a jack in a bag against Giolito, maybe potentially, I suppose. I'm mean, pretty sure he has to get a hit to do that, so. He might get a hit. You know, he's not I completely mean, dead. It's and, possible, but Giolito's that good. You can sort of scroll and see, you know, and of course you can do other uh, Fandle, DraftKings as well, kind of position by position. You can get catchers, first base, uh, second base, yada, yada, yada. Now if I scroll all the way down, I was talking about how Houston's lineup's not officially out, how the Dodgers lineup's not officially out. That's why you see the pink. That is the projected lineup. That's not the official lineup. Once it goes official, it goes white. So you see the white backdrop, then you know the lineup is official. If it's pink, uh, red, depending on what you guys are seeing as far as your screen, not really sure how it's going down as far as the screen share because it can be funky in the translation. Um, yeah, it's just a good, you know, uh, again, if you have 10K left, 9K left, and you know, depending on, you can kind of sort of find out, oh, uh, your options. There you go. Uh, and, and we do have to do go quick here as far as the screen share because we got to knock out the dongs, we got to knock out our stacks, and we got to talk to the people. The chat's going to ask us some questions. If you guys are in uh, YouTube, feel free to like, subscribe, ask us some questions. We'll do our best to knock out as many possible in the next 12 minutes or so. Of course, you're here uh, in the Rotor Runners chat. Ask those questions as well. Uh, before we do that, Boggs, hopefully you're ready for me. Who's going to go back, 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 going? Who's banging some uh, dongs? Who's going yard? Three dudes, one guy expensive, one guy in the mid-tier, one cheapy. Fire away. All right. Give me Gallo. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of, I guess you could say, in that mid-tier. I guess he's up at the top. Um, Pinder and Tyler White. I like it. See him and raise him, Brant. Keon Broxton. Sure. Profar. And Reese's Pieces. All right. I'm going to take, uh, let's see. I'm going to take Mookie as my big spend. Mookie's going to bang one out. Uh, you said Pinder, right? Uh, yes. uh, I said Profar. Oh, or somebody said, Pinder. did nobody say Pinder? I'll take Pinder. I said Pinder. Ah, somebody took Pinder. Take him. Uh, uh, too hottie for Scotty. I'll take him. I got, I got Stevens for Scotty. And uh, somebody else off the board. Who else did I say? You know what? Brett Gardner, Jack in a bag. There you go. That's happening. That's just for you, Grant. Uh, in case people are just sitting to the show now, give me your favorite stacks, Boggs. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. I like the Red Sox. I like that game in Texas, Oakland, Texas. Uh, I like the Yankees. And I also like uh, that, that game in Seattle. I think that's the sneaky one if there's ever one. You're mostly embracing the chalk and you're playing some Seattle off the board. Is that fair to say? Not necessarily. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you rolling out like 150 lineups? So you're gonna have like a little bit of everything? No, not no. Nah, I'm gonna have a lot, but not not 150. I gotcha. Uh, Grant, what, what about your stacks? Mets, Braves, Mariners. There you go. Uh, let's turn it over to the chat to see what's going on as far as their questions. First thing I see is is Dean colorblind, and again, maybe that's because that color was lost in the translation. What, do you guys think that's pink or red? That's a pinkish hue? I'm not looking at your screen. I don't want to see all your your little have you, bookmarks. Have you never looked at the I don't want to see. 
<laughs> the Rotor Grinders uh, lineup page, though, you've never seen it before where the lineup's not official and it's got like a pink issue. Yeah, either you've got color blindness or you need a new monitor. I think it's pink. All right, whatever. I'll take it up with somebody else. Uh, thoughts on the Dodgers stack tonight, Boggs? Obviously, we haven't really talked much about the Dodgers. What's your take? I want to see the lineup, and you're not going to probably know uh, with Dave Roberts <laughs> holding things up intentionally. That being said, they're, they're in play. Uh, I just uh, I want to see what the lineup looks like. You know, obviously, no Seager could potentially you know change things. Yeah. Uh, and you know, even if I did stack them up, I think Seager would be the first guy to get you know taken out of the game if the Dodgers score a lot of runs. So he, you better hope that he gets his you know his points early in that game, which is possible. I mean, we've seen this; it's a great offense. They're not that priced, prohibitively priced. Uh, it's just that I'm not feeling it. Uh, you got to deal with a good Milwaukee bullpen. Milwaukee's just a team that you know doesn't like to get lit up. That pen's not as good as it was last year for what it's worth, but Knievel being hurt and Jeffers is still not back, unless I'm mistaken, right? I don't think he's back. So relievers aren't important. Relievers they really are. They really are. We don't talk about them enough. According to Derek Cardi, bullpens vary year over year. Okay, but this year, but yeah, we'll figure it out. But uh, I try to be ahead of the game as far as the bullpens. Uh, by the way, Bob's out of curiosity, where is Dave Roberts in your, your manager power rankings? He's pretty, pretty low, pretty low, <laughs> pretty, he's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, Grant, uh, we didn't really talk about this guy, Luke Weaver for sleeper tonight, the sleeper SP2. Nope. G lead a lot scoring by 20 points. Well, that's, that's absurd. Come on, man. That, that seems like a little too ambitious. Oh, yeah. You said that things were absurd last night and you were wrong. So I owe you pudding now. Is that what's going on? Is that what's you owe me some, some good old banana pudding? That's fine. It's in the mail. Just give me your address. Um, I don't trust mailed pudding. Can you uh, can you handle a threefer? Handle handle cash? Can you handle that? Yeah, yes I can. Okay, Erod, uh, Marcus Semyon, Shinsu Chu, versus Carrasco, Rosario, and Margot. That that's for cash. Yeah, I mean I think you want to get Carrasco in cash. I mean you do, but I don't think it's really necessary. In all honesty, I might go the first one just because you're giving up way too much bats, but. You can probably find more value out elsewhere. You'd rather have Carrasco, but I don't like those value bats. You mentioned. I don't like them either. I feel like I like Carrasco, but I don't like the value bats. That's kind of sort of my thought process. And that they're probably what they're probably doing is paying up for like Mookie and Chris Davis or something like that, which is a little tricky to do if you're going to play for uh, pay for Carrasco. Uh, favorite first baseman DK Cash Boggs. It's uh, it's it's probably Mitch Moreland. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely in the conversation of begrudgingly. I, I'm, I'm trying to pull up my rankings. I want to see where I had them. But uh, as I do that, where, where do you have uh, first base? What do you have for me there, Grant, as far as cash games on DK? Moreland. Where did I? I'm pulling it up. Uh, I had Canna and then Voigt and then Moreland, I think. Yeah, well, yeah Moreland seems to be the consensus. According I mean, to if you want to take a zero with Voigt, that's fine. <laughs> you don't get points for hitting home runs off of Lucas Giolito? Is that what's going you on? You don't. You don't get points if you can't hit the ball. I mean, maybe the bullpen gives up a hit, but Stelio's probably throwing a no-hitter. So, uh, Boggs, DK, GPP, Toronto stack, is that viable? Uh, I think Toronto, I, I think I like the other side of that game a little bit better. Um, Who do you know, like on Tampa? Lau? <laughs> I mean, they've got some good hitters. Uh, I Meadows? Just spent some more time talking about Tampa Bay, but 
it's a little bit unpredictable in terms of Toronto because I think everyone, you know, outside of Gritchick is certainly uh, a candidate to get pinch hit for. And you know they're going to want to get uh, Telez's bat in there at some point, um, unless he's hurt. I'm not aware of something, but so good point. Who's going to come in for if they if they go to Yarbrough after that opener? Then I think you know you might see Telez wait a little bit. But if they go to Torino's, he might be in before Lourdes Gurriel even bats. But you know, as far as the Tampa side, you said you like some rays. Is it Meadows? Is it Lau? Is it Yandy Diaz? Is it like it's all the, the it's one through one through five, one through four in particular? Yandy Diaz doesn't really do it for me. I know a lot of people hide him, but he doesn't really do it for me. Just a guy that I think it's kind of like that Astudio dude that does, doesn't strike out. But um, one through four, you could play La Tortuga, man. He's awesome. You don't like him? A studio? It's going to come to a point where, like, he's just going to be so concerned with not striking out that it's going to affect it. You know, he's he's changing the game, man, as we speak. Uh, I don't know what's going on in the chat, but the, Devin is talking about salmon. And I don't think it's Tim Salmon. I think he's talking about the actual he's pitch. He's talking about the color of the RG. Oh, yeah, a little behind. Yeah. Okay, so salmon, that's like a pinkish shoe. Yeah, that's we're in the same ballpark. Judges would agree. agree. Disagree. Grant, uh, Dong's in Chicago, New York game. Uh, what's going no. on there? No, I mean, Hap's probably not going to give up any because he's going to get tons of strikeouts. And Gilito, I mean, realistically, Voight or Judge could get a home run. I just have to keep saying Gilito's going to be the best player this slate. I mean, you're just trying to sneak it into, into existence, I guess. Is that what's going on? Yeah, power of positive thinking. Have you read The Secret, Dean? I'm aware. It's not some non. Yeah, don't leak. Don't get me started. <laughs> but let me. Just admit you can't read. Just admit you can't read. <laughs> After Gilito gets like roughed up and gives up like seven hour runs, you know what you're gonna do tomorrow when you play DFS? It doesn't matter. I'm still gonna circle be drinking. The wagons. Come on, Grant. You're gonna circle. The oh man. No, I'm gonna be off the wagon. Yeah, there you go. That's a whole, <laughs> a whole other deal, I suppose. Uh, and Hap gives up homers, by the way. Like he, he definitely. We talked about the. You know, Tim Anderson's a guy who's like having a solid season for sure. He's got some pop. He's got some wheels. Abreu definitely has plenty of pop. And I think at Chicago side, it's going to be most ignored, but I don't mind him for one-offs. And, of course, you know, when you're forced to play a catcher, McCann's perfectly fine for me. Uh, he's cheap enough where I, I, don't, I don't mind firing a dart there. Uh, Escobar as a last piece on DK. Grant? I, I don't want to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't want to either. But like you know, I guess you can. I don't want to pick on. I don't want to pick on Paddock. I think he's good, but I don't know how long he's going to pitch for. What? Do you, how are you handling that situation, Bugs? Uh, I'm, much, I'm avoiding it entirely. I think that you know, without even without Goldschmidt, and it's not a lineup that scares you. Um, there's strikeout potential, but I think that they're going to work some very tough at bats against Paddock. So I'm I'm just concerned that maybe five innings is is where he'll end up. Yeah, that's kind of sort of what I'm seeing. And they're asking about R Roberto Perez as a, a last piece hunt play, GPP. Like, McCann is cheaper, same price than Perez. I'll play McCann over Perez. Dude okay. mashes lefties. Or, or I'll play Zanino over him. Both those guys are, are cheaper the same price. Would you agree with this, Boggs? Why would you play Perez? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of him from a fantasy perspective. So uh, I would definitely agree with you in that one. Uh, Boggs, Boston or, or Oakland outfield for cash? Who do you prefer? The it's Boston the, outfield? Yeah, it's definitely Boston outfield. They're more consistent. Grant, you with that as well? Oh, great. I realize you probably weren't looking at me for my head head shaking. I wasn't looking at you now. Well, the camera changes too. Like if Boggs is talking, like it might 
shift to him. Uh, so when I, when I nod my head, should I make little noises? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Greg, give me your top tournament pitcher. Wait for it. Not named Luis, uh, Lucas Gilito. Um, for FanDuel, it's uh, – why am I forgetting his name? Pomerantz. Pomerantz. Yeah, for DK, that one's a little bit tougher there. I'd, I'd probably end up going with Erod in all reality, but Erod or Hap. The tricky thing with Erod is, like, the book says when Erod's going to be popular, you're not supposed to play Erod, and he's going to be popular tonight, right? But The, the book says him. figure out why he's popular, and it's, if it's for the wrong reasons, then don't play him. Yeah, Boggs, your, your favorite uh, tournament pitcher tonight? Yeah, it, it, it's Erod. Uh, they want to know, uh, let's see. Boggs, your favorite pitcher to spend on uh, after Carrasco and Corbin, I assume that's Erod again? Yes. Boggs, you're stacking, you're stacking Atlanta. Give me the four bats you're stacking. Uh, it, it depends. Oftentimes, I'll leave off NCRT uh, if I think – you know that they're like in a great spot because he's he's got you know a little bit more uh, reliant on his speed than his bat. Uh, but that at the same time, you know, Marcakis is a guy that doesn't always do it for me. He's a good hitter, real life, but I would I would it I would probably go one through four. Uh, he's had a resurgence. I'll give him that. Marcakis is a guy like I refused to play like three or four years ago, but now he's he's definitely uh, changed his swing. He's been better off for what it's worth. Uh, Astros, rank him, Grant. Your favorite Astros, one through four. Altuve, Bregman, Correa, Springer. Uh, Giants stack for all the money. No. We're not playing the Giants, right? No. No. I know it's baseball and, and you know, variants and yada, yada, yada. I didn't think it happened. And, you know, what was that famous quote by Michael Scott? What did he say about uh, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take? But I'm not taking any shots on the Giants. You got the end of it, Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Well, let's get one more question before you step aside and get out of here. Again, crunch time is coming up at six fifteen. They take you guys all the way up seven o'clock. Any sort of weather issues, Roth will knock that out. You got both. Uh, I think it's cheese. Yes, uh, I'm scrolling up, and it's cheese and Mister Puddle. Say it again. I, I said what you said. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, one more for the road box uh, box. Erod and Texas Oakland bats, or pay up for Carrasco and cash. I'd pay up for Carrasco and cash. Is that where you're at, Grant? Yeah, but, I mean, you can still get some Oakland or Boston bats with Erod or with Carrasco. Hey, Grant, uh, the people in chat say you look like Jon Snow. Give me your, your bold uh, bold proclamation. What's happening in Game of Thrones in 20 seconds or less? Someone's going to die. Yes, that is bold. <laughs> Boggs, I guarantee Boggs does not watch Game of Thrones. I will, I will take that stance. I, I have. Uh, I've actually watched every episode, but I still <laughs> I still haven't figured out whether or not I like it. Yeah, it's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> it's shot really well, you know. Good acting. Uh, all right, we got to step aside and get out of here. Enjoy Game of Thrones this weekend. Enjoy your baseball tonight. He's Grant. He's Boggs. I'm Dean. Thanks for watching. We're out of here. Out. Thank you.